Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, happy 2016 and welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Jeez, after you said that, I was like, I hope I make it. <laughs> I do too. How funny would that be if we died on New Year's Eve? <laughs> we are recording, but this we released couple, the episode a couple days in advance. Well, wow. Stephen, that's up to you. If oh, we, you should we, post it, Stephen. If we die in a tragic New Year's Eve accident, I mean, we are going to be this together. This is my last wish. So possibly, that's true. I mean, you know, my last wish, Stephen. Can you please just post this podcast, no matter what happens to me? Please, I beg of you. This is how people are going to remember you. <laughs> do you live in or around the Los Angeles area? Oh my God, people. Are freaking out, guys. We're gonna be back in Los Angeles. Oh shit! Oh, uh, my. Sunday, January tenth through Sunday, January seventeenth, <laughs> are the dates that we will be there. We're gonna have a bunch of shows. I don't know. We'll follow our social media for when exactly they are. Because yeah. we're adding more. We're moving some around. They're going to be a bunch of small ones. It's not going to be like a huge fucking thing. We're just gonna, we're going in a little undercover. We're going out. It's fun. Find us. I hope you do. It'll be a good time. It's going to be the best nights of your life whenever <laughs> we get you those dates. Uh, and meanwhile, for you New York people, on Tuesday, January 19th, me, Corinne, I'll be at the Village Underground, which is 130 West 3rd Street. It's a really cool show called Feminasty. I'll be Nasty. performing with uh, Bonnie McFarlane and Karen Feehan, who you've both heard on the podcast. Tickets are $5 with the code MESS, and that's going to be a fun one. And then Saturday, January 23rd, 7.30 p.m. is the first Glamour Puss of the new year. Oh my god. It's uh, at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street, and it's hosted by myself and previous guys we fucked guests, Wendy Starling. Last month, we had a, a six-year-old contortionist at a holiday theme act. It was a fucking hit. This month, we're going to have something else weird and a bunch of really funny comedians. So tickets are 10 bucks. Get them now because we always sell out. The link to all of these shows for tickets is going to be in the description of this podcast. And then on Friday, January 29th at 11 p.m., we have the first Nacho Bitches of 2016. That's at New York Comedy Club. I co-host that with Blair Saki, um, and that's on East 24th Street. I don't know. I think you just, yeah, it's 241 East, East, 20, yeah. East 24th Nailed Street. Uh, tickets are $10 with code Nacho. It's going to be great. That's a late night one. Those always get uh, pretty out of control. Yeah, uh, they're So fun. come hang out. It'll be a good time. Had by all. Speaking of good times. Times. This episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Pop Rageous. Pop Rageous. That's P O P R A G E O U S. That's how you can find them on social media, including Twitter and Instagram. They're doing this thing where it's free shipping for orders over 100 bucks. That's US or international. And uh, if you're a first time purchaser and you enter the code GWF20, uh, you get 20% off. Holy shit. And then we were just perusing the website because we do that before we record. Because um, I love all their items, but we want to pick some to talk about. We got to narrow it down a little bit because otherwise bit. we would just be we'll like, bet, bet, bet. can you send the whole website in medium to us? Can we just have everything? And then we'll claw through it. So the owner of the company, Cher, when we were in Los Angeles last time, when we sold out the comedy store, she came by and got us, gave us some Podbrageous stuff. Yes. I got yoga leggings. Uh -huh. Holy Me shit, too, yeah. I live in them. They're great. I saw them featured 
featured in an Instagram photo you took over the holidays. They're featured in most of my Instagram photos, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I just live in Pop Rage's stuff. Yeah. Um, but their legging collection, or their their uh, Pop Active collection is fucking amazing. You should check it out if you do yoga or work out or just lounge around and want to take pictures of your legs. Yeah, it's the new year. You probably made the same resolution that everyone else did, which was to lose weight. So this will help you look good. Not that you don't look good already, but you might not. You look so great. You look perfect. <laughs> you look perfect. It'll help suck it in while you're working on really sucking it in. I love look feeling hot when I work out. Yeah, Is it that helps. Weird? I just bought, yeah, no, I just bought new workout stuff yesterday. Oh, it's so good. It's when awesome. ass is nice and tight like that. Mm, yeah. yeah, baby. I worked out in just a sports bra today, and I was like, you know what? <gasps> oh, Who cares? You're so brave. I was like, you know what? I forgot my shirt, and I was like, well, what are we going to do? Not work out, because we're embarrassed. Hashtag brave. Hashtag yes, all women. Hashtag yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if you are not a member of the stand-up comedy community, mm-hmm. which a lot of you aren't, uh, there was a, a fellow comedian, uh, Beth Stelling. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. It got picked up a lot through a lot of uh, media outlets. But she had posted on her Instagram about uh, a relationship she was in. She used to be in and she was physically abused. Um, it was just if you look on her Instagram, it's Beth Stelling. Yeah. S-T-E-L-L-I-N-G. Um, and it just it, we don't really have anything to say. Obviously, abuse is bad. Don't do it. Don't, don't hit. <laughs> don't hit people and don't fucking put up with it if someone is hitting you. Um, but I think it's interesting because she's someone that is very looked up to into the comedy community. Um, she's a strong woman. And uh, she said that she was in this relationship for like a couple years where she was actively being abused and she put these photos. Up, photos up that are pretty terrible. Um, they're super reminiscent of, to me, like the Rihanna Chris Brown pictures. And, oh, yeah. And it's then you're like bruised legs. Yeah, and, and arms. it's a little bit different when this is like someone who's one of your peers. This is not, you know, just like an untouchable celebrity. I think celebrities sometimes like seem like not a real person. This is like a real human who went through uh, something pretty horrific and announced it, and everyone is uh, coming out and supporting her, and that's awesome. So I think it's just a reminder that uh, it's not a shameful thing. If you uh, were abused or are currently being abused, but it's super important to speak out because that will stop the cycle of the abuse. Unfortunately, I think there's still a really bad stigma on the abuse e like. Um, like, oh, my God, how could you let someone hit you or treat you like that? And whatever your reason for staying in a relationship where you're being abused, um, just know that uh, people will support you. And it's really important to um, get help for yourself um, and come out and speak. Just just speaking about it is really important. Yeah, because we get a lot of emails uh, about various things from I shit the bed when I did anal to... I was molested. How do I tell my husband? You know, and and one of the ones that always stumps me is uh, it's mostly women that I recall from people who've emailed us. Uh, They're in abusive relationships and they don't know how to get out or can't get out or don't want to get out. And they're confused about that. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's one that always stumps me because I don't know. I don't uh, I don't know how to answer that but I think one of the things that's really important is to speak out if it has happened to you and you're comfortable with it I think that's going to help a lot of people yeah and I think one of the most interesting things Beth said in her post was that she didn't leave the relationship because she didn't love the person anymore she left the relationship because she was being abused and I think that's to separate it is possible to love someone who is harming you but you need you kind of need to separate those two things and figure out why you're still loving someone who's doing who who's doing that 
to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so interested so in the psychology of that because there's yeah. so many fucking layers. And emotional yeah. manipulation, man. That mm-hmm. sucks. Absolutely. And that's so powerful. And it's sometimes you're at someone's, you're at their beck and call and you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I Yeah, I remember when I broke up with that the boyfriend before Steven, Chris, who cheated on me the whole time. And yeah. I remember still wanting to... Yeah. Be in the relationship with him so bad. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I can't imagine what years, months, weeks, days, whatever of emotional manipulation to that extent. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you feel like if you feel want, like you want to share anything that's happened to you, please email us at sorry about last night show at gmail dot com. I would love to hear if there's anybody listening that has been the abuser. Yeah. I am so interested to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. You should email. I, I just, I, I, I want to understand or try to understand where that person is coming from, too. I mean, I want to understand where everybody's totally. coming from. And but. I think you guys know, if you've listened long enough, you know that we're not just going to be like, fuck you, you're a fucking monster. Like, we're truly st- really interested. Well, it's not going to help the problem yeah. I- either. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of a lot of uh, people are coming out in, su- in support of Beth, and it's great, but some people are doing things like, you know, taking, oh, pic- like, taking pictures of themselves, like, trying to fight this guy, and I'm just like... That's not going to help. Beating the shit out of someone who beat the shit out of Beth is not... That's also not helping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, let's just stop this whole cycle. Like, <laughs> n- everyone put down their Beating fists. the shit out of someone usually is not the answer unless it's like in a moment where it's either you beat the shit out of someone or you're going to die in that moment. Yeah, that's true. I think true. that's really the Best, only time. You should beat the shit out of someone if you're about yeah. to die. If it's, if it's Hunger Games, if it's you or him or you or her, it's you choose you. Or you or they. Yeah. Because some people do they. And that's your choice. And fucking, I don't give a shit. Tell me what you want me to call you. And I'll call it you that. Uh, it doesn't matter. Sir, ma'am, it, what? whatever. I don't care. I had, this is, this happens to me maybe twice a year. Yes. I, and it happened to me exactly a year ago. I had two days, well, nights, because I went to work, to myself. Oh, that's good. By myself in my apartment. Mm. And I have a roommate and a boyfriend that I live with. That does not happen very often. Mm-mm. Holy shit. I was at work all day Monday. I was like, what am I going to do tonight? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? There's so many choices. First thing I did was masturbate. <laughs> how, how Christina of you. Because <laughs> got to get that out of the way. But I was like, I'm going to masturbate now so that later when I go to bed, I'm going to masturbate again. And then I ordered Chinese food. Nice. And then I watched Seeking a, F- a Friend for the End of the World. Love it. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And I smoked a ton of weed mm-hmm. in, in my bed. Nice. I, I was like, fucking no one's here. The smell will go away eventually. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, ate some more Chinese food. I ate so much food that I couldn't, like, I couldn't, my body couldn't contain any more food in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, I'm going to masturbate a second time and it's going to be dope. You can masturbate when you're full? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can. I can masturbate anytime. They feel the same need for me. Um. But uh, I didn't masturbate. I just fell asleep reading the news. Isn't that sad? You were full asleep with like your hand down your pants or like your underwear around your ankle. I have woken up with a vibrator (laughs) in my hand. And it's like still vibrating. I've woken up with a vibrator vibrating. I don't even want to fuck myself. (laughs) That's the problem. Come on, libido. Well, sometimes like I'm too tired to even go through because that's how long it takes a girl to come. Like you can fall asleep while trying to make yourself come. That's how fucking difficult it is. I was like, "Mm." Uh, whatever. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I fell asleep. I was kind of bummed out because I do. Okay, this is 
This is really personal. I don't think I've talked about this. Have you ever? Well, you don't use vibrators. Uh, mast- I, I've attempted to, but it just doesn't. Have you ever really masturbated with a tampon in? I okay. mean, no, I barely oh, wear tampons. Man, oh man! So I don't get my period very often because the birth control I'm on. Right. So I I got my period, and I don't know why I was like, no, I can do. It. I could stick a tampon in my vagina anytime I want. True. So I don't know why I was. Well, waiting it's for not. That. It's not. It's not as wet though. It's easier when the yeah. blood, the blood's in there. Totes. Mm, totes. Hope you're listening Yum. to this over on lunch. Are you yeah. eating pasta right now? Good. <laughs> mm, I'm glad. Juicy burger. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And so masturbating using a vibrator with a tampon in goddamn goddamn well masturbating or having sex while you have your period is the <sighs> best it's the best because you're so horny yeah like you could like you could like gently like flick my clit one time while i have my period and i'd be like ah you go <laughs> oh my god i just came dear lord uh yeah well my favorite way to come is when steven's inside me and i have a vibrator on my clit yeah so i'm like mama's rolling yeah Woo! yeah uh it's amazing so i did that and then but the second time i went to do it i fell asleep <laughs> with a Hitachi in my hand. That's um, a heavy device. Oh, is it? Yeah, and it's got a little thing, like a hookup with a knob so I can adjust the level so it goes zzz, When you woke zzz. up, were you were still like holding it? Yeah. You can hold things in your sleep? Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I might have turned amazing. away and then turned back to it because that's how much I love it. Yeah, no, I thought I could hold things in my sleep, but that's the, gr- the great incident of the cranberry juice and the flight to Israel oh. when I woke up and it looked like I had my period, <laughs> but I didn't. Were they like, get rid of her. She's bleeding. She's impure. <laughs> No, I just was. I was just like, I can't finish this cranberry juice. But you know what? I'm just gonna go to sleep for 14 hours on an airplane and hold it upright. Wow, it's an idea that I had. (laughs) But I mean, uh, you wanted to hold it. I don't know. I think there was like people next to me or something. Oh, and their big, their big fat arms. And they didn't say shit when it spilled all over you. They're like, let her sleep. I think it slowly and quietly spilled (laughs) in just right, right into my vagina crease. That's kind of hot. Describe it more. Um, How are you? So that was your Christmas present. So your Christmas present was masturbating alone Merry for two Christmas, days. Merry Christmas, Christina. My Christmas present was Frank got engaged, ah, not me. Ah, yes, ah, everybody. What's the wedding song? It was great. No. What were you just singing? No. Shit. What's the wedding song? Dun, 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 Okay, there, that one. That's what I meant to do. Like the wedding song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the wedding like song. Like the one. <laughs> you mean Adele? So um, this is, a, a, this is, I mean, this is a great day that I've been looking forward to for, I you mean. You called it. For two and a half years. I ca- This is not a problem because I, call, I called this two and a half years ago. Right. Like, the moment Frank told me who he was dating and he, he told me himself on the telephone, um, and I looked her up, and I had already been familiar with her from Twitter because I had been keeping a careful eye on who he was talking well, to. Well, stock, stock, well, stock, stock. <laughs> um, and I looked at her uh, profile, and I was just like, "Oh, they're gonna get married." Like it was just so clear to it. me because it's like <clears throat> I, even though I like wasn't the person for him, I knew, certainly knew him well enough to like knew know his taste. So it was interesting. Um, I found out like the I found it happened on you Christmas kinda, Eve, and I found out the day after. Okay, because I I checked Instagram or Facebook, I forget which one, just as he posted it. Right. Two seconds later, Steven texts me, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I didn't think you... You knew. Well, the thing was... But I didn't want to ruin your Christmas Eve. It was interesting to me because you knew, and now Steven knew, my brother knew, and my mom knew before I knew. Wow. And no one told me. 
Which I get and I appreciate it and I'm glad I found out myself. But then yeah. also I hate that feeling of knowing that everyone was like like treating you like some like, like a person baby or who is incapable of handling things. Right. But you know, I just my theory was you don't want to hear that from me. Just hear it. Discover well, yeah. it on your own. The thing was I haven't. I mean, like I don't check his social media anymore. Like I ever. Like it's just not a thing that I do. Um, but I. Fuck! I just fucking knew it was coming, and mm-hmm. so I hadn't checked it in like a long time. And then I went to it, uh, and you know, like two days after it happened. So I was just like, my fucking women's intuition is amazing. It's women's on point. intuition, man. I've and I mean, I've we done have that. It. Like I was talking to you, I, I've done that several times with people I've had relationships with. I can like I sense the engagement. I knew it was coming. It was about approximately how long I think he would need to kind of like make a decision like that. Um, what do you think? What was the first thought? Uh, I mean, it didn't feel good. It still felt like a like a like a stab in the heart, but like a lighter stab. Like, like a, every stab is lighter. Like a like a box cutter stab, not a steak knife stab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like it, it was more like a sting. I would guess like a needle would prick? be the proper word. Like a diabetes needle <laughs> stab. We're talking. It was what just we like talking? A, it was just, it was just like a sting, and okay. um, uh, yeah. And so, and then no one really offered any you know great advice other than oh, there's um, nothing to say. Yeah, it's it's but it's just like, you know, I think I think the best thing was uh, one of my best friends was just like, well, you know, I'm in a you know great relationship right now. This is him talking on me. <laughs> I'm in a great relationship right now. And I think that if I found out that my ex got engaged, it would still definitely like send me into a bit of a downward spiral. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. And um because a lot of people are like, oh, well, fuck him. He's a loser. You're better than him that anyway. And yes, uh, I am doing quite Thank well. You. And that does make you feel better. But it's not like it's not the same thing because you're, it, they're different parts of your life. And um, I think the thing that I learned is just like, OK, so now you've gone through this whole process and you've got dumped by the love of your life who like basically you were having sex up until the moment that he met this person. He's, we were. I mean, like yeah. it was like within weeks uh, we were having sex still. Then he met this this person and then we stopped having sex. And that was basically the end. Like stop talking. It was over. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so I sat through watching the person that you love fall in love with someone else and literally watching them on the Internet fall Isn't in love. Isn't that fun? And then... And then you and you and you know they're gonna get, get get engaged, and then you see them get get engaged. But it's kind of nice because it's like, okay, so you you watched all that happen, and not only did you not die, you thrived, and you picked yourself up by the fucking bootstraps, and you got everything together, and everything's fine, and it's okay. And was it the best experience of your life? No, uh, but did it make you a stronger person? Absolutely, and. It's kind of just like, okay, so it's kind of nice because now, like, you, we can all move on. Like, this yeah. is the time that you were waiting. You knew this was—it was inevitable. And Does now it wrap, wrap up any loose ends in your mind? Well, to me, it's kind of just like now he's officially chosen this other person. Yeah, this person is not me. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm— Going with marriages forever. That's for this scenario. Yeah. Well, ideally, people want. It. I mean, I would assume That's people want it to be forever. Yeah, and so and so, it's done. It's over. He's they're not going to have some big fight, and he's not going to come right into your door. I mean, not even that I was waiting for that, or that would have changed my opinion or my life. But it's just right. like. That's how it is. Man, it's done and it's over and we can all move on now. Yeah. Good. And that's it. Good for you. You know, whatever. It sucked for like a day and I was like, okay. Even when my first ever boyfriend got engaged, I was like, who is that? Yeah. Is she pretty? What does she do? Not in any bitter way of any sort because I was 15 when I dated him. But I'm still like, well, who did he end up with? I always want to know. Just curious. 
I don't know why. I don't know. I think I went out anyway because I didn't have to sit through the new Star Wars. So I who is uh, who is truly victorious? The one with the engagement let ring. Let me tell you or something. The one who didn't have to sit through Star Wars. When Adam Driver removes his helmet, I audibly shouted, "Whoa!" I was so turned on. Oh, you love I Adam was, Driver, yeah. Oh my, yeah. But this moment was <laughs> artfully crafted so that girls would fall off their seats. Well, they need to stick some stuff into Star Wars. And thank for God, the gals. thank God they did. I mean, it was a good movie. I'm not a Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. I'm sick of fucking Star Wars. I'm sick of Star Wars. My boyfriend not sick of Star Wars. Opposite of sick of Star Wars. Yeah, but most thank, men I know are not sick of Star Wars. I've never met a man who's sick of Star Wars. I've. I don't think I've ever had anyone inside me who didn't fucking love Star Wars and I try and I try it's like you and just I wanna try. fuck somebody who goes Star what? Yeah. Never gonna happen. We're yeah. gonna go to the grave without that ever happening. Yeah. But thank you Star Wars people for putting that scene in for me and I post on Marin's Instagram and they're like they're brother and sister Ray and the other fucking I don't give a shit because man did they fuck in my head I was gonna, I was gonna say I was like any anything you said besides care. Adam Driver wasn't in English to me but it was yeah. in Star Wars more Z's but you yeah know, sure it sounded good uh, it was good it's, you should just see it for that scene holy <laughs> fucking shit uh, let's read some emails yes this subject to this email is nipple confidence where are you are you are you I added that effect uh, hey fuckers so I'm 20 this is a girl I'm a virgin female uh, I'm not really ashamed of it but I'm not quick to exclaim it which holds me back a lot of uh, this time uh, what holds me back a lot of, of the time is my damn nipple confidence this whole craze of nipple confidence that surfaced has fucked me over is that a craze that's a craze nipple confidence is it craze mm. I'm sure someone hashtagged it somewhere. Oh, okay. Now I spend more time standing in front of the mirror looking at my nips. Anyway, my question is, really, how can a girl get more nipple confidence? I have body confidence, but not nipple confidence, and it makes me shy to have sex. You gals are in the know, so let me know. Much love. You say to your, you look in the mirror. You look at your fucking nipple. You take your boob and you face it up to your eye. Christina's holding her breast right now, guys. And you go, nipple, you're beautiful. (laughs) And I don't care what anyone thinks of you. Guys don't give a fuck about your nipples. Yeah. No guy is going to be in the room with a girl. The girl takes off her shirt and she's got paper plate nipples and he's like, I'm out. That has never yeah. happened. And if it does happen, wrong dot di- wrong dude. Wrong yeah. dude. He's not that not attracted enough to I mean or if or I've never heard of that happen. Same with if you're a lesbian. Like if the girl's like, Ugh, I don't like your nipples. I like, don't care if your nipple is the size of your head. And if it is, that's interesting. I'm gonna stare at that nipple and probably play with it because I'm in awe. Yeah. I've seen no a ton one gives of different shit. nipples in porn. Light nipples, dark nipples, big areolas, pointy nipples, bumpy nipples. Nipples that look like a cow udder. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Stick out real yeah. far. And I'm like, that's a, a rep nipple. At but the end of the day, they still feel good. There's an erogenous zone. And also they feed the baby. Oh, they do feed the baby. They feed the baby. Look, a nipple is a nipple is a nipple. Stop getting caught up about your goddamn nipple, yeah. you crazy cat. Just the same way every day the media tells you some other way you're going to get cancer, the media also tells you some other way uh, if you're a woman you're, that you should hate your body. You're something else to wrinkly. Something else that we can introduce a surgery or a cream or a makeup for. Your earlobes. Your nipples are fine. That's like, I read my email, I'm like, it's just like someone emailing us like, 
my my earlobes are just disproportionate. Shit, it's okay. Yeah, no one cares. That's got a good point. Anytime you feel like your nipples are weird, replace it with earlobe and then say whatever the sentence was about your nipples and then go, wow, that sounded dumb as shit. Let that's, me move on with my life. That's crazy. I don't care no more. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Nipple confidence. Problem solved. Guys, you fucked to the rescue. <laughs> Love your nipples. Love your nipples. All right. The next email uh, is morning sex, colon, yay or nay. Hey, Corinne and Christina, I'm just going to jump right into it. What's a good way to initiate morning sex? Um, and now a little backstory. I'm your typical mid-20s, shit, I guess it's late 20s now, single straight male with a healthy sex life. I don't really have trouble meeting women, and I'm proud to say that most women that I do have sex with, I usually maintain a pretty healthy friendship with afterwards, often with benefits. But there's one thing that I've struggled to figure out, which is how to initiate morning sex. I don't know how normal this is with dudes, but I wake up incredibly horny every morning after a night of having sex. And I mean really horny every time. And that was caps and italicized. Uh, well, not caps, uh, bold and italicized. Uh, the meanest hangover can't phase my dick from being hard. Uh, wow. Dear God, a nightmare. Your wake cock up to. <laughs> is like a fucking missile. Uh, the thing is, I'm always a little worried the other person might be really turned off by me trying to kiss them or get sexy in some other way, so I often avoid it with new partners. What are your thoughts on morning sex? Any tips on ways to figure out if my partner is down with it? Uh, P.S. You guys are doing a great thing for a lot of people. Keep it up and fuck men's rights assholes. (laughs) I'm sure we'll get some emails about that. And then he has a picture of himself like looking. He's like on a highway, but he's looking another way. It's like, you know, when people take a selfie, but they try really hard to make it look like they didn't take the picture. Yeah, like someone else took it for him. It's like with that. But that's a good picture. Well done, buddy. Good for you. You're cute. Uh, you're very cute. I like the buttons on your jacket. Morning sex. Yes. <laughs> Morning sex. I was saying yes oh. to you. I was saying yes to you as in yes, Christina, but I, I say no. You don't. I fucking hate morning sex. I hate mornings. Yeah. So I know much. you hate mornings. The la- Now, when I first started dating Steven, I'd fuck him anytime. He'd wake mm-hmm. me up in the middle of the night and I'd be like, yep, done. Right. He, I yell at <laughs> I feel bad. He gets horny in the morning, too. You're mm-hmm. not the only one. Every guy I've ever... Just like I can't fucking find a guy who doesn't like Star Wars. Yeah. Can't find a guy who doesn't get horny I've in the morning. I've never met a guy who didn't at one point in our relationship rub his hard cock against my thigh in the morning. And, and they're like, are you kidding me? Get the fuck away from me. Yeah, you swat it like a fly. You goddamn monster. I'm not done sleeping. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you really want to feel bad about yourself... Try and fuck me in the morning. I'll really <laughs> shut you down. Oh, my God. It, it's not that I don't like sex in the morning. It's just I want to sleep as long as humanly possible. So unless if I'm not awake yet, don't even, don't even, don't even. Yeah, if it's a weekend and morning means noon, then, then we can talk right, about it. I'll then consider. we can have a conversation about it. Um, but I will say at the beginning of a relationship, just like I'll quick to go into anal. I'll do morning sex. <laughs> See, I don't like it because I I hate having sex without kissing because it makes me feel like a prostitute. And I <laughs> refuse to kiss anyone. I don't care if we've been dating for 10 years without brushing my teeth first. I'm the same way. It fucking grosses me out. It's disgusting. I don't want you with your stank ass hot breath in my mouth and I would pay you the same respect. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel too self-conscious about my breath in the morning and yeah. everyone does and should. So, uh... <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing you should feel fucking self-conscious about. Your goddamn monster breath in the morning. Ass, you disgusting homeless people. fish breath, you freaks. Do you feel good about yourself now? Good. Uh, but but I will say, if it's a beginning relationship, I'm sure not all women hate morning sex. Just crap, Corinne and I happen to not like it. I would say a lot ha- don't like it. Don't don't do the thing where <laughs> I fucking hate when guys do this. It's just their hard dick and they poke you with it. Like yeah. here I am yeah. if you want it. Fuck you. I know that's your dick. I get it. I know it's erect. You're horny. I know you want to fuck me. Cool. Guess you fuck what? Anything right now. If I wanted to fuck you, we'd be fucking right now. But in the instances where it's worked for me, because I used to in the beginning of my relationship, I told Stephen, I because I is I'm not a morning person. I said when when we wake up in the morning, like just start fucking me, like just, or just like start teasing me and stuff, even if I'm half asleep, half asleep. Uh, and also, writer, this isn't just don't just start fucking no, me. No, no, yeah, you, <laughs> you, got, you got to negotiate that before you go to bed because like that's rapey if if it's not on everybody's terms. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Um, but so he would just start lightly touching me and stuff yeah. and and caressing works yeah and, in the morning yeah so waking up waking up to that or waking up to get have you ever woken up to getting eaten out not gonna eat it out um because awesome. i also don't want your monster breath in my monster puss? In my pussy uh but no what i was gonna say i was gonna give uh, actually a shout out to danny palmer best really? wake up of all time no he way. woke me up by fingering me and i was like this is the best thing ever ding, ding, i ding. like this a lot merry christmas <laughs> to me um that's great so it's really a hit or miss if you're with a girl who's not a morning person just maybe try and talk like, hey, would you would you be into if I started like playing with you or teasing you in the yeah, morning? I'm not even that cranky in the morning. I just don't feel sexy in the morning. It's like to me the same way as like I don't want to perform comedy when it's light out. I also don't want to bone you when it's light. Oh, out. OK, like it's not I'm a nocturnal person. Oh, OK, see, for me, I do feel sexy in the morning. But after I'm fully conscious, like, you know, right. like I have to wake up, it's more I'm angry and I want anything that's going to disturb my slumber to go as far away from me as possible, <laughs> including your hard dick. Right. But I would say. Yeah, maybe- it's kind of a tiring way to wake up, too, because then if you wake up and then immediately, immediately orgasm, that kind of fucks up my day. <laughs> Where are we going to go from here? Can't yeah. get any better. Well, not that. I just get I get tired and then I start the day tired. Oh, see, coming and then if I come in the morning, I'm like, I'm starving. Oh, and then yeah. I eat. That, too. Uh, so I would. What a problem. Bring it up. So many issues. <laughs> Gosh, writer. I would bring it up to her if it's about someone you're seeing regularly, like the night before, and just be like, oh, what are your thoughts? I would just ask, like, would if I started teasing you in the morning as you were waking up, is that something you'd be into? Yeah. And if she says yes, try it. Um, I wouldn't just start touching someone while they're asleep without you talking about it. But but or like like touching the arm really gently. Yeah, you can do it lightly, just not the the not the private part. No, yeah, don't do that without talking about it. Cuz that first. can be, that could be scary to someone. And I also think that you could also after you have sex during the night and when like you roll over, you could be like, mm, "I can't wait to fuck you again in the morning" or something like that. See what she says. Yeah, see what she says. If wink, she's wink, like nudge, nudge. if she's like, "Oh, me either." All right, maybe that's to go ahead and start rubbing her arm when you wake up. If yeah. she's like, "Ugh." Ugh. Yeah. Maybe let her sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, does that help? I think. Did we just help you? I think we did a great job. I hope so. Speaking of great jobs, Ugh. you can reward us for the great job that we've been doing. <laughs> uh, this is your last chance. Today is the last day that you can donate to our generosity fund. Uh, you've been very generous so far, and we've raised more than we asked for. I want to um, raise $20,000 so bad. Exactly. But the thing is, um, as Christina's mentioned a couple of times, uh, the people who have donated have been super generous, but we have like a lot of listeners and like only a couple 
couple hundred people donated and like not to make you feel bad but, but like you should feel really bad <laughs> we're giving you free content yeah like to i said like your uh this is we're our, we're right out of the gates we're using this money to travel to la to do shows to bring the comedy to you we're putting together some really really exciting things very exciting. Uh, for 2016 uh including merchandise including a website and Thank you so much for everyone who offered their services. But what we really need is we have the people to do the things we need. We are so uh, lucky to have so many talented artistic friends, but uh, we just need the money to pay them because we don't we we don't want people working for free for us anymore because artists shouldn't work for free because art is work, even though it's fun work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who's donated so far. If you haven't donated it, look at the description of this podcast episode. It's the first thing you're going to see. Please, if you haven't donated, donate. If you have, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Like, um, it really moves us. Yeah, we got all kinds of reward things. We'll give you a free podcast episode, a bonus to people who donate more than eight bucks. Uh, we'll do. We'll give you a video of just us that's specifically for you. If you donate eighteen dollars plus free podcast episode, if you donate eighty eight dollars, we'll give you a free podcast episode, a free video of us that's not pornographic, and we'll shout out your name on the podcast unless you don't want that in which case that's fine um but yeah do it please thank you love you (laughs) all right so this week's episode i'm super excited uh one of my best friends from college was in town uh, and i hadn't seen him for seven years he resides in india he's a film director he recently released his first feature-length film called kosh uh, which was excellent um and he's going to be on the podcast today to speak a little bit about indian culture and how women are treated in that culture um and his film which is about love and and kind of uh, getting that Bollywood romance that we see in Indian movies out of the way and maybe telling us a little bit about what it really is like to be a young person in love and being sexual in India. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Ashan Nair. That's what you specifically told me. So I've been saying your wrong your name wrong for ten years. Ashan Nair. 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 Well, now we have it here. Ashan Nair. This is my uh, formerly good friend, Ashan <laughs> Nair, whose last name I'm pre- been pronouncing wrong for the entirety of our friendship. Yes. Way to go, Corinne. <laughs> and you guys I, met. In I college, remember right? a very specific conversation. Uh, yeah, we we met at the School of Visual Arts in 2003. Are you the same age? I'm, I'm 30. 30. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are the same age. Yeah. So the college, you were born in India, correct? Yes. And college was the first time you've ever been to America? No, I, oh. I was born in India, and then at, a, at around six months, my parents came here to try to live the American dream. Oh. Uh, but after four years, they realized They're like, that, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So we went back. Gave it a whack, but, yeah. you know, whatever. What oh, was their yeah. American dream? 
I don't what, know. What did they want to do? <laughs> they just want to like move out of India and make money and like do well or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you guys were doing pretty well in India. Yeah, they they did great for themselves there. What do they do in India? Uh, they're like uh, garment exporters, so they make stuff at half the price for like Old Navy and Gap. And oh, H&M. damn. <laughs> and then, so that's where I get all my clothes. Yeah, and then you guys buy it for double the price. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking suckers. That's us. Wait, can Americans. you get it for half price? Uh, yeah, I, I can get like now uh, like Hollister boxers and stuff for oh. free. You wear Hollister boxers? Yeah, no, wow. I go commando actually. Like so, so fat. Oh, me yeah. too. Yeah. So what do you think of America? I love asking people who don't live in this country, like, what is your thoughts on America? Uh, I mean, it's like there's it's two sides of coin, right? It's like the yeah, same. baby might need a visa one day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I have one for ten years, so I guess I'm safe. But um, I mean, it's it's just a confusing place, and like. Um, I don't know if it's it's really like it's so focused on like money and yeah, like is. buying things, you know. So that freaks me out a little bit. What about the do? You, did you have any impressions of the culture in terms of like sex with men and women before you came here for college? Um, well, people are just a lot more casual about it here than yeah. they are back home. Like you know, like it's a little. They ain't casually fucking over in India. I mean, now it's like huge. Like amongst you're certain... casually <laughs> fucking. I mean, it is. It's a certain group of people. You know what I mean? Because India is really diverse, right? You have yeah. people who. Um, speak like me and think like me and then you have people who are like just raised and really ingrained in like the cultural like religious aspects of Hinduism or Islam so you just have like a wide gamut of people is Hindu- what Hinduism and Islam those cultures they seem very different to me is that correct or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm an ignorant piece of shit so I can <laughs> no no like they're completely different it's like uh, but the thing is that uh, India is a secular country um, and so we have Christians we have Parsis we have Is- Muslims we have Hindus mm. we have every kind of religion um, and we peacefully coexist to a large extent so. oh that's nice yeah. good for you guys wish yeah. we you could just, peacefully coexist that was a nice way of being like so we're just better than you yeah we're not assholes who <laughs> beat each know. other up for being another no, religion you like, guys, we figured it out no so I mean Jewish like people and nice Christian people and everyone. Yeah, right here in this room. Yeah. Well, I'm not Christian. I'm just whatever. I don't really You just know. celebrate Christmas. Yeah, yeah for the presents. <laughs> I celebrate it because it's my mom's birthday. Who doesn't celebrate Christmas? It's the best. This guy. Yeah, you please. You, you get it. You got into Christmas you know, when you were when you were here. We used to celebrate Christmas back home as well. Like Yeah, because oh. it's the best. It's super fun. And even a Jew can't. You know, we just wanted cool you. shoes. The one <laughs> like, did, when you went to college here, did you hook up with a bunch of American chicks? Yeah, did you? Not really. <laughs> Have no. you ever hooked up with an American girl? Yeah. How are they? Uh, they're they're good. Do you notice what a difference? What does that mean? Yeah, you, just... you gotta get more specific. Uh... <laughs> no, you were very hesitant on that, Ashan. I mean, it's just. I mean, I, I, I uh, it's different. Uh, elaborate. Well, I we're mean, sluttier. I, Just no, say no, no, no. It's not about sluttier. It's like <laughs> it's almost care. like it's like it's 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 kind of like the culture. It's like really calculated in the sense like you kind of know how to get off, and so it's like. This well, is American the women know how to get off. They know how to get off yeah. for themselves, right? So right. they like sort of like employ you into the routine of what yeah, they. Yeah, this is how to they, do. Because every is vagina how, is so yeah. different. But like the thing is that that doesn't give like the room for like any kind of sensual 
like discovery of each other to like make it like a more passionate experience. Oh shit, that's a really good wow, point. Wow, that that's a really so good deep. point. I'm sorry. Fuck. Did you write the Kama Sutra part too? <laughs> well, maybe. Do you do Kama Sutra? <laughs> uh, well, it's not like you do it. I, I mean, some people read it and they like yeah. use it like an instruction manual, which is also more a Western thing. <laughs> that's like what I've done, or or you buy for two dollars a printed out packet exactly. of all the positions from a dude in Times Square. Exactly. Like, or you just like these. figure it out. You know, like I think. I mean, that's why I I am not a guy who goes and like hooks up on like I don't pick up chicks at clubs and that kind of stuff because you have terrible sex it, it's never yeah it's usually <laughs> drunken like what are you here where am I exactly Sometimes. so you don't really feel satisfied so yeah. I'd rather get to know the person because I think sex is courtship a huge part of it is courtship and I think that's yeah. what we're forgetting with how much like how easy it is whether you're a man or a woman so you're not really having great sex so you're not really satisfied so you're constantly going out to seek it again and again every weekend mm, to fill that void Probably. you want you want to feel good about the sex you're having have you had shitty drunken sex with people before Mm, yeah. Or just drunken sex that you didn't feel connected. Yeah. 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 That's always a bummer. <laughs> Can't imagine you in the club. No. Do you go to the club or have you ever I gone used to the club? Yeah, yeah. I used to go to clubs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, it's funny you asked. I mean, we actually ended up uh, like two weeks ago at we at the club accidentally. <laughs> and we both walked in and we were like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? It was so bad. Bye. It was like I mean, trance music. It was like being it in was a hip-hop. dark. It was oh hip hop. No, like it felt trancey. Dry humping and like men yeah, humping girls. Yeah, baby. Legs. It was not good. There was lights. Yeah. There was a DJ. Been doing that since I was in middle school, baby. Yeah, My exactly. Neck. But that's what My we. Back. But that's what we. No, if that was playing, I would have stayed. <laughs> but that's why we walked in and we were just. I, at least I was like, I can't believe I used to think this was fun. Well, yeah, we, I know. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I yeah. mean, I love I love dancing to hip hop, but none yeah. of the places I go that are like dancey yeah. play good hip hop. Exactly. In my opinion, I'm very snobby. Well, we were on our way. It was after a film festival, so we wanted to go like discuss uh, cinema and drink wine and eat cheese like that was what we wanted to do <laughs> but that's what I thought it was, it was organized by the so festival yeah so I thought it would the be like the South Asian oh, film festival exactly. no less so I thought it would be like pretentious and like adequately so oh, he loves pretentious go, stuff yeah and like talk about cinema and my movie and all these things and it was like <laughs> so what good is a party if I can't hump someone <laughs> yeah now I've heard so th- one of the things I've learned from this podcast I said it on one of the episodes or one of us said it like Indian men from what I've heard very sensual in bed like very kind of like what you were saying and how you're describing the kind of sex you like to have was aligned in what I thought but then I learned about the culture there and how shitty they are can be to women obviously it's a little tiny bubble of it it seems I don't know how big is that bubble with the rate there's so many stories about women getting raped and women like just very often and I know it happens often here too so I can't tell if it's just I'm only hearing the negative stuff about that part of the culture or it really is well bad. yeah there's that whole documentary I don't know if you heard about that that's getting released um I mean perhaps by PBS about the woman who was raped and murdered in the bus. I'm sure you know about that, right? That sucks. So can you talk a little bit about that and how maybe uh, rape laws and protection for women are like have progressed over the years? I mean, uh, it... It's uh, well, media is sensationalism to a degree. Oh so you're God, probably hearing a lot of negative stuff because, but we need to because it does need to change because it's not really safe for women. And I think as a culture, like it's just been ingrained in a lot of men that women are less. And um, why? Where did that come from? 
I really a lot of the goddesses are female. Yeah, I really don't understand at what point, and that's that's what we all have to understand about like religious texts. You know, it's about who is translating them, and you have to understand them yourself. And I think just over the years, that's just what's happened. You know, it's just become like interpretations of, um, like warped interpretations of religious texts. Um, so I don't know where it sort of creeps in but it's there it's very prevalent have not, you witnessed any one of your female friends in india be mistreated or raped or assaulted uh well nobody i know has been raped but yeah i mean like when you're walking i in in bombay it's really cosmopolitan women can walk around wearing what they want and it's like quite a tank safe tank top and shorts yeah it's quite safe oh. but in delhi like i feel the difference as a man walking next to a woman that you're suddenly on guard you know because you you just feel like if it's like kind of dark or it's a queasy neighborhood you just feel like okay you never know who's going to come out of what corner oh i mean you can feel like that because it can be like that Yeah. But um I mean that being said I've gone about my whole life 30 years without ever really having an incident like that with anyone you That's know? great. So. Cuz you yeah. feel like because you live live a wealthier lifestyle not that you're like loaded but you know you're not this impoverished person that a lot of, a lot of Americans view Indians as like running around li- literally in a slum uh thanks to Slumdog Millionaire <laughs> just like oh, they're bat, all like they're bathing all poor in mud and dirty <laughs> and they collect coins from the river. And I know that bothers you that that kind of like yeah. uh, view that we have uh so do you think that has that That makes a difference. I mean, we're definitely safer, and we're definitely a voice that people would be more afraid to fuck with because <laughs> you know that you're you're rich and you're powerful, and you can actually get justice, and you can actually like screw someone over mm-hmm. just in terms of power, the 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 power that wealth sort of affords you. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean. it's just about luck right i i have been around new york for seven years and never got mugged you know what i mean but then yeah, there plenty of people better knock on wood buddy it's christmas yeah. time oh, there's no wood in this <laughs> right room here. oh there we go or that guy just, with just your dick. half button flannel he's got some goods on him or rob him yeah well see that's what I, i mean i think it's just about your experiences really i mean if you're lucky it could i mean if you're unlucky it'll happen to you anywhere in the world yeah, you know totally uh there's a play actually based on the rape case that Corinne was talking about earlier called Nirbhaya which is six women uh from different class uh, classes across uh the country socioeconomic classes who do monologues of their experience with rape and one of them actually oh. was raped in New York City she was gang raped in New York City oh. outside a club God so damn. um y- you know it's just about yeah I I I can't I couldn't figure out I I'm like I'm pretty sure it's it doesn't seem like an issue. I'm always cautious mm-hmm. to uh fall for when media sensationalizes things. That's why I'm like I don't know if it happens more there than here because it happens here a lot. So it's just like what you hear, like little chunks of what you hear. You only hear certain parts of not of one particular story but like certain news items. Like the news is almost curated, I feel like, which is unfortunate. Some some news outlets Yeah, and just to go back cuz I know we're going to be talking about this like uh documentary with like no names. So just so everyone knows, it's a BBC documentary called India's Daughter. Um and basically in 2012, 23-year-old uh physiotherapy student Jyoti Singh. Jyoti. Jyoti. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh, like help me. Um, <laughs> help, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> was gang raped aboard a moving bus in Delhi. Walking home after seeing a movie, she and a male friend boarded the bus, not realizing it was out of service. Once they boarded, the six men on the bus knocked Singh's friend unconscious and then beat and raped Singh. 
damaging her internal organs with an iron rod. <gasps> she died two weeks later. Of the six men involved in the attack, four have been sentenced to death by hanging. Yes. One allegedly committed suicide in his cell, and one, a juvenile at the time of the crime, was sentenced to three years in a detention center. Whoa, that's significantly less. Well, Who yeah, when, just got released. We're going to hang you guys, when and you're then you with a minor. Well, he just got released like three days ago. And so, wow. What was it so like? the media is really upset. What was it like with this news story in India? How, how do you think it affected? Did the the rape climate culture climate I mean climate, it sexuality was, climate I mean she's called India's daughter because I think it is the first case that was really taken so seriously and the the um, attackers were basically like grocery store owners and bus conductors people that are like taking your children back home from school people right. you're buying vegetables from so I think the idea of that being so in your face in a city like Delhi just made people and the government take it a lot more seriously and actually changed a lot of the rape laws and laws to protect women in general, even in like the an instance of sexual harassment and those kind of things oh, in the workplace. Awesome. Right, because it, it was kind of this thing. They were interviewing even the people guilty of the crime and they showed like little remorse. They were kind of like, this is women shouldn't be out late at night if you're a woman who's out late at night or dressed in a certain way like you that you had this coming to you like you should be fucking home like that was kind of the mentality now growing up is that that doesn't seem to be something that your the people around you were teaching you because you have such a like a you have like a nicer view of women than, than most American guys. <clears throat> yeah, I actually, after watching Ashan's film, I was like, you're the Indian Woody Allen because very few people are able to write do- dialogue or capture what a woman is really like being a man. And you did like an exquisite job of it. And, you know, I very rarely hand out compliments. So. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I know that I, I am a minority anyway, even within like just the general milieu of men, whether it's Indian or American or Chinese, you know. Um, uh, but that just comes from my family, my father and my mother and my immediate family. But um, I think in India, it's just like, it's just, it's a really tough culture. Like even I don't understand it sometimes why there's this huge difference in how people think and what is... Uh, acceptable for women and what is unacceptable and I don't know where it all comes from really. How did your how did your parents teach you about sex? How did you learn what sex was and how to protect yourself and not get, you know, I don't think AIDS and shit. Yeah, I don't think chlamydia. (laughs) He actually has it, so Oh shit, I'm sorry. Sensitive subject. I probably do know. I I, I'm (laughs) I'm a bit of a train wreck uh, (laughs) when it comes to uh, sleeping around. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) my AIDS is out of control. (laughs) So I mean I don't think my parents ever really had a conversation, but I was allowed to see movies that had sex in them and I guess you just sort I just sort of understood it. I don't know. You just... So you're taught like a human, like not. Did you ever ask your mom about? Did you ever get a birds and the bees talk? No, I mean in seventh grade or sixth grade we have sex ed, which is compulsory. And what was taught school. to you during that? Oh yeah, we what's saw... Indian sex ed yeah, the... like? Well, we saw. Well, the girls and boys are separated. Yeah, same. Oh, so dumb. Oh, Isn't okay. that so strange? Because it's like you're separated from the person <laughs> you're taught, like, who most likely you're gonna you're going fuck. to be fucking. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Let's learn about fucking, but not include the person you're yeah. fucking, so and then we'll just talk about how we think you should be fucking. I'm Immediately, you're making it awkward. But that's what I thought it was an Indian thing that we were like absolutely separated. Like yeah. we just we we didn't get to be in the same room at all. Uh, I, but I think, think that's so. for the comfort of teachers rather wait, than wait, the kids. Is it? I, going back, 
I was definitely separated. Mine, like a, mine actually wasn't separated, but I've heard, yeah. I had one health class that talked about uh, uh, birth and stuff and, and just the sperm fertilizing the egg. and That was co-ed. Did you have to have like a fake a flower baby? No, but we did see that video of that baby coming out of that vagina. And let me tell you. <laughs> woo! Didn't we, want to have a baby for a real long time. We didn't get to see that video. Well, good for you. I think have the you ever videos seen a... that the boys got to see and the girls got to see were different. What Which videos video? did you get you yeah. to see? Yeah. I think we got to Porn. see like kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then the women just watched the like, women how to make like, a sandwich. We didn't really see that video. Wait, 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 wait. You saw videos of people fucking. No, not people fucking. It was like there was a voiceover and it was like really cheesy, but there's like a naked man and he's walking towards a na- camera. Fully naked. Fully naked man. And was he's he Indian? Towards camera. No. Oh, so like, you, guys, you saw a white well, people yeah, video? Yeah, it was, yeah, he yeah. was white? Yeah. They had white people didn't even get to see that shit. <laughs> what they the had fuck? to import that video. <laughs> I, don't, I guess so. And so he's like, I mean, it's like sixth grade, so I don't remember. And then there was a woman and she was in bed. Was she also the, white? She was also white. Ugh, and lame. we could see her breasts. And you were like, um, this is the best day ever. Were you like, doing yeah. doing? Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember. No. Okay, then what did they do? Nothing. They just oh. talked about what they do. And they were, of course, married in the video. And then yeah. <laughs> they had a child already, I think. And then came the explanation about having a child and whatever. And then they described. They described it fully naked to you guys, like on screen. No, the there was the a woman? voice over the narrator. Oh, oh, so they. And then they were just awkwardly <laughs> like standing there miming. Naked. <laughs> What's that fucking play with everything's pantomime? There's a pro- our town. Oh <laughs> no, anyway, okay. I know. Yeah, it's the art town of sex ed. Oh, I've seen our town. Shout man. out to the theater. Nerds. I don't know what our our town. It's is. a play. It's oh. a straight play, meaning not musical, and uh, everything's improvised. There's a set, but all the props are improvised. Oh, cool. It's very difficult. You guys are gonna have to like help me out with American. Culture. Well, it's pretty famous. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. Google it. Okay. <laughs> So they just told you about the ba- he did they say insertion because I didn't get that part for a long time that the penis goes in the vagina I didn't get that they said something <laughs> about it but I they didn't I, clarify. I, don't, I don't think I understood uh, how you get a girl pregnant okay. I, I used to keep thinking that the sperm needs to go in the belly button <laughs> There's a lot of belly button rumors floating around, and I want to know where that came in the from. Kid is, circle? Is, it because of, is it because of the umbilical cord? Or I just think that... Being the part that swells up? We, I don't... You know oh. when kids pretend to know stuff, and then someone's like, well, where do babies come from? And then little Tommy's like, your belly button! Yeah. That's definitely where they come from! And then everyone's like, oh, shit, kids, protect your belly button. So one dumb cunt of a four-year-old said yeah. this once, and we've all been believing it for the rest, Probably. Of, the, okay. for the rest of time. <laughs> Ugh, so annoying. Now, one your, rumor. <laughs> were your parents... Did your parents have an arranged marriage? No, they have a love marriage. Oh, wow. A lo- they call I it love a love marriage? Call it a love yeah. marriage, yeah. There's a lot of marriages in America that are not arranged and are also not loved. <laughs> <laughs> we should start categorizing. <laughs> How about your grandparents? Uh, arranged marriage. But okay. it was kind of love because he went there That's to convenient. see... That's convenient. He went there to see <laughs> my grandmother for his brother. But when he saw her, he fell in love with her. So he <gasps> oh, said, I want to marry her. So, that's cute. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think... Do you think that's... How did that affect you growing up to have a parents who had love marriage as opposed to an arranged marriage? And do you have friends with arranged marriages? Yeah, I have a lot of a lot of friends' parents who are arranged. Here's my question: So, say I get arranged by my parents. And they're like, this guy's great, gonna fucking love him. And then his parents are like, this girl's a shit. And then I get there on the wedding day with all the people, and I'm like, fuck this douchebag. I want out, but I can't. What do I do? 
What do you do? I mean, it depends. I mean, nowadays it's a lot more progressive and arranged marriages. Like you'll meet, you can go for coffee. You yeah, I was gonna say you, you meet before the death. Yeah, yeah, you can nowadays. And also, an oh, Indian, so okay, there's one point. An Indian and wedding. There was one lasts point like where you didn't days. really meet ever. Right. You know. Oh, Jesus. Um, this is horrible. The luck. I mean, if people actually fell in love with an arranged, a completely arranged but marriage, they, apparently, you know, they people. do. Like, it's really. Uh, I mean, that's what like my grandparents say, or people from my grandparents' friends' generation. Like, all of them say that we actually have successful relationships vis-a-vis all of you young kids who are like getting divorced in eight months after marriage. Wow. Well, I think it's a difference of, you know, when a, in a love marriage, it's like you're you're basing everything off this passion, which is never, it's really hard to maintain that fiery passion when you really, really first like someone. Whereas with an arranged marriage, it's like, this is going to be a, a, a long-term partnership that we're working on. And I mean, the families are like, are taking into account the people's personalities most times, right? They're not just like throwing two people together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of that mentality of like the people around you know you better than you know yourself. And had huh. Like how, you know, like maybe like if someone picked someone for me, maybe they wouldn't pick someone who was an alcoholic with tattoos. Like, because that's what I like. Yeah. But maybe, <laughs> maybe people around me would say yeah. that there's other things that are better. I mean, also, basically, also what and this is my father told me this when I was really young and I never believed him. And he just said that background is the most important thing when it comes to choosing a partner. And what your parents or families are doing is they're screening sort of like a cultural, familial, and monetary background. So you're choosing someone who has a similar upbringing to you. So then you're cutting down the possibilities of problems in terms of the way you think mm-hmm. from the first day itself. That's really smart. Because yeah. I will say, one of the reasons my boyfriend and I have been together for <clears throat> many years is we've always said, like, our parents have a very similar, we had a very similar family life. Yeah. Same mentality, same class, same, and it really meshes well. And I think we are similar because we were raised similarly. That's oh, cool. so I guess Frank was right when he said I wasn't messed up enough uh, and I didn't have enough problems in my life to be with him. So I guess that was that was not I should <laughs> I should have accepted. Maybe that. he wasn't lying. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true though. It's true. Like you'll you'll see. I mean, at least I see it now in my thirties. Like I see what I always thought my father was stupid. I was like, how can it really boil down to like background? Love is love, right? It transcends background monetary, yeah but the thing is you still kind of you live your life that way very you know traveling across countries for women love is such. love that's gonna get real old when you gotta pay for everything you know True. and you're like let's have christmas at the plaza and your wife's family's like let's have christmas in the park you know like that's a little bit yeah i mean it's true like you know you need to and it's just like if someone comes from a different background or their like family is really fucked up what they know of the world or what they feel familiar what they feel like home is is dysfunction. Yeah. And when you come from like a Christmas card kind of family, <laughs> you're you, you for you dysfunction is like a bad movie, you know, you're like what the fuck is this? But for the other person it's home. So you're actually mm. trying to create those patterns in your relationships. How'd you get so smart? Uh, you're very intuitive emotionally. I feel like you have good relationships, is that true? Oh. With romantic. <laughs> oh, no. I have Sorry. really great relationships with my friends, but for some reason, all my romantic relationships are quite dysfunctional. Well, that's because you're an artist. You have that artist mentality. Yeah. Can you, well, I don't actually know. When When did you lose your virginity? Uh, f- 15 and a half. And where were you? Like on a cliff in India with butterflies? I know there's a lot of romantic no, stories. No, no, no. I, I, it was like, I, I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I was seduced by uh, <laughs> this. Yeah. I was seduced by. Into the mic. So yeah. I was in love with the girl for about two years and like it was totally unrequited. But oh. her best friend developed a thing for me. So one day she called me over and she got me like really high. And <laughs> At 15. Holy shit. And she. 
walked out of the bathroom stark naked and walked across the room and startled me and like what what 15 year old boy is going to say no startled you like boo or like like she just started, said hey, she started like touching me and stuff earlier mm. and then she said I'll be right back and then she went to the bathroom and when she came out she was completely wow. naked when so. you were 15 were you still chubby mcgee no, I'd lost my. I'd oh. lost some of it. I was it. gonna say you. You don't seem like you were chubby. You've been I used, chubby. To, be, yeah. used to be a little effeminate chubster. Yeah, effeminate oh, chubster. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so, how was your first experience having sex? Sex. It was. Um, it was really good until the penetrative sex part. Like you know, Why? like the uh, lead up was good. Yeah. Well, I went down on her and she came. When you were wow. 15 and a half. Yeah. How good for wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. Are you the? I think Did your mom tell you that? Only you tell you that? I don't know how I do how it. The white people in the video <laughs> went down on each other. Not only did you go on down on someone when you were fifteen. I know, I know, thirty and a half year olds who wouldn't go down on someone. I, I've never met a guy Let that young who would do that. I Make have to go come. down. Like, I can't it's have wonderful. sex without going down on a woman. Uh, good for yeah. Man of the year. I think so. Oh, very my nice. How would you learn? Wait, was that the first time you ever? Uh, put your face in a pussy? Yeah. What? How did you? Oh my! I, I would don't be know. So I, I think a it's penis like, is but, easier. But like it's what, like it's there. You know, <laughs> you don't gotta dig around for it. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just an an instinctual thing. You know, you're just like, so straight that your mouth led you to eating the <laughs> pussy. No. Well, my, you know, like your tongue was like, I got this. The clit is like a magnet. The first couple times I gave you a blowjob, I'm like, why am I good at this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it just I seemed like an instinct and researched it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, she she was quite happy and but then when when i had to have uh when i had to put it in it was really confusing like kind of stressful did you put it in the why I, I just you didn't don't know. know like i just didn't know like do you like shove it in there or do you like <laughs> a lot like... of people still don't know let me tell you now <laughs> a lot of people don't so, know oh what did you it's, do it's it's uh, uh, uh like how many times as an adult woman have you have to been like oh that's my ass like, <laughs> Oh, so many times, but I'm like, are you confused or are you like, oh, whoops? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's where the poop comes out. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it happens. You can slip, like, and it can, like, go into my it. ass. It slip right in your By ass. Mistake. Huh? My ass is, it's very clear where my ass and where my vagina are. Maybe it was, maybe it's dark. Well, yeah, I don't the asses are the usually. I think I think men still have a problem with that sometimes. Okay, well, with, so is it is it really that confusing with all the holes down there? No, I are don't you think nervous? It's... What's the deal? Maybe sometimes it could be like nerves, or sometimes like when I, I was with one girl that I uh, and she was a girlfriend, and I kind of did that too by accident. Put in her butt on accident, but uh, totally like we were going at it doggy style. And oh, that's easy. And doggy then like it kind of slipped out, but then I wanted to go right back in, and then. Boom and then she- oh, ah! yeah, yeah. did it go She's in screaming. or did it just like hit the asshole? Because that's She's, all you she got. She was in a lot of pain. Butt. Like she literally slapped me <gasps> off her. Yeah, because and- if you shove it into your ass fast <gasps> oh. and you're not expecting that, that feels bad. That's really prison, bad. Right? And I didn't. And I and I was like being a bit of a dick in my head, thinking that it really didn't hurt her or whatever. But right. then later she had like a little bit of blood too. So yeah, been there, my Ooh. friend. Yikes. And now you feel stupid, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, th- it's interesting the moment <laughs> feel- when you first have sex with somebody. It's like, are you going to, you want me to let you try and put it in? Or you want me to guide it in? Or how are we going to do this? I don't want to insult you. I want to assume you know what you're doing. But 
Oh, as long as it's rock hard, I'll take it and put it. I mean, in. as long as I, I yeah. mean, I, I hate it when women like start giving you like they're directing you. It's like really fucking annoying. See, men in America have said a lot of times that they like they like a woman who tells them like I want you to do this. I want you to fuck me like this. And yeah, but a fifteen year old was going down on chicks. I, maybe you got you, you you probably know what you're doing. Maybe is that why you don't like it, or it takes it, you out of the mood? It takes you out. I mean, I mean, I mean, you figure it out because like. More often than not, the first time you have sex with someone, even if there's crazy chemistry, it's not going to be as good as it's going to be the third time totally. or the fourth time. Yep. So just let it be, you know, like figure it out. Like both of you just figure <laughs> And then like, and I also would give, I give directions too sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, like when yeah, girls use too much teeth when they go down on you and stuff like that, you just want to be like. Yeah. Like, how do you, what's, uh, what's like the most awkward thing you've had, to, a note you've had to give a girl during sex? Like <laughs> as a director, you don't, um, you don't bite the tip of the dick. You, you <laughs> lick it. Um, sorry. I know. I don't want to like interfere, but I mean, I don't know. You just like, I just like whisper something like, and to make it part of the experience, be like slower. Or, like, <laughs> oh. Ooh, that was good. Like, God damn. That was like a fairy blowing on my pussy. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you just like don't want like, I mean, like you don't want to make the girl feel bad. I know. Because like it's probably pretty nerve wracking for her too, especially if it's the first time. So, I mean, it's just about like sort of, I don't know, figuring figuring it out, you know. Have you ever gotten feedback and felt a little insulted? I, ha- I have. I have. I did once. Like, what the fuck you mean? That was great. Yeah, I did once. I did once. Like, what um. Happened? I don't know. She, I mean, I thought we were having great sex, but she clearly thought it wasn't so good. But, what was the note? Um, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. It was like really vague. Like uh, it just like vague to make me feel like she basically wasn't satisfied. Uh, was this afterwards, like verbally or via text message or <laughs> Facebook v- message? Verbally. So she was just like, nah. Can you like do like, it different? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? Yeah. Did you have sex again after that? We did a couple of times, but then like she turned out to be crazy. And <laughs> don't yeah. you hate that? You gotta wait a few times to figure, you know, until <laughs> the crazy comes out. Yeah, it's so, really like a mind land, like really dating. Yeah. She turned out to be crazy. She showed up at my door. I mean, Maybe, but she, the thing is, I the walked thing out of is, loved you. Showing up at someone's door if a dude does it, it's considered romantic, and we get we get we see John Cusack doing it in a myriad of movies. But then if a woman does it, it's like, Glenn it's like Close. call the police. Exactly, exactly. It's like fucking Glenn close you're absolutely right why but, is that i mean it, i mean but that depends right i, I mean maybe for girls i think women i'll wait for you in the rain yeah you would love it I'll you'd be like you. oh my god he showed up with flowers even though we had kind of bad sex and i don't really like him but he showed up with flowers that's how much he likes that's me how but americans for, get married <laughs> for, for, for a guy you're gonna be like whoa what the fuck what's she doing here you know like i i didn't like it it's not something i subscribe to and then i went for a massage once and i casually told her where I was and she I walked uh. out of my rela- relaxing massage and <laughs> she was there hey babe hi, hi. Uh, I you want to see me yeah exactly I was like no oh this is not God. okay you know and, and especially if you felt like the sex was bad then you should definitely be leaving me alone she, oh. like, she liked dysfunction dysfunction was comfortable exactly maybe. yeah probably <laughs> why have your other relationships not gone there's too well. much passion in all of them you know <laughs> Shut the! F- it's like I'm too good in bed. My dick's too big. I care about. I just respect women too much. No, there's just too much passion. What does it's that mean? 
I mean, I actually know what you mean, sadly. Enough. Does it yeah. mask it's the qualities too. that butt heads and you can't see that until the passion? Because fizzles? you start, yeah, because you start and you're like in love and everything feels so good and like mm. you feel like your soulmates and and then you just start realizing that this, I mean, like with the good passion comes the bad passion, which is like a lot of anger and rage. And I'm not going to be that guy who's like, oh, the girls are crazy, but I go crazy too. And then yeah. you're just like, both of you are just like fucking fighting all the time and then fucking to counter the fighting yeah. which feels amazing because right. it's even better with all that passion isn't that a bitch but it just there's no functionality so you really need to actually I think a sustainable relationship would be one with your friend where the sex is actually kind of not as great as it would be Oof, huh. that hurt my heart just that now that sounds like a shitty sacrifice but I think that's just what it is because, I hear you because even in the passionate ones after the third year your sex life is gonna sort of take a bit of a backseat and become a little slower. Or le- mm-hmm. But then recently, my most recent relationship was almost two, two and a half years. And that, the sex sort of stayed quite great. And there were the phases, of course, but but that's because we fought all the time. Mm. <laughs> what, would you, what would you fight about? Like, you thought you were coming home earlier or shit like that? Like, no, simple stuff? No, just or? like stupid stuff. Like, we would just be horrible to each other for no reason, you oh, know? weird. But yeah. it's because, you. but also, I think it stems from, like, getting off on that. Like, sometimes fighting becomes some, like, an aphrodisiac. Yeah, it's true. Mm. No, no, it's definitely true. I mean, it's how you keep passion alive. I have never, I'm probably the only person I know that's never been turned on by fight when I fight with a boyfriend or a guy I'm fucking I'm like no 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 I'm mad we're not gonna do you're not touching me until we fucking figure this out I love fighting with boyfriends it's like the only people that I enjoy fighting with I hate fighting as a overall with anyone else but I love fighting with boyfriends <laughs> why is if that I, uh, because it is it's like it's like cause, it's passionate cause you know what it is if you're fighting with me that's that's telling me oh you really give a shit and I like that I don't I, I think well you're the first woman I've met that says she doesn't like fighting because I I think all of them love fighting. I don't like it. You just it. said all of them. All of women. them. And then pointed to me. To you, because Awful. you're saying that I love well, fighting. Well, most, like most women too, I you know. Love passion. But the thing is, with the friendship thing that you just suggested, it's very hard. Like, for me, uh, I agree that it's not, you know, the high highs and the low lows. That's not healthy. But on the flip side... I don't even know if I would recognize a relationship that would work without the passion because it to me it would just kind of like pale in comparison to the passion that I've known in my past. So I mean, how- you could have passion without fighting. No, I no, mean- no, not fighting. Fighting, oh. as- fighting aside, it's just oh, like right. so. Yeah, how do you, how do you have you? I mean, have you you just explain this very like logical relationship? Have you ever actually been in one? No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but but that's but, but now that's I'm thirty. That's like me. I give great advice, Ex- but I very no, rarely but now follow I'm, it. Yeah, but now I'm thirty, so now I'm like seriously. If I oh, do, so now it's serious. Time. No, if I do want to subscribe to the whole like marriage, and that's another thing that I've been thinking about a lot. That I don't think that marriage is on the cards for humanity. It's just conditioning, you know, over generations of what you should be doing. Man is actually made to be completely um, polygamous, and and uh, women. Yeah, man, man and woman. Yeah, man as in as a race, as in humanity. Yeah, in humanity. Um, Putting the man in humanity. Yeah. So I just like, uh, and in a lot, I've been doing a lot of spiritual work on myself, and the most, what you realize is that this is just all attachments that have just been ingrained in us over generations. Yeah. Uh, even sexuality is something that's a lot more um, f- free and open than what we've been told it is. So I think. Um, 
I, I don't know, but if I do want to get married and all those kind of things, I will definitely pick someone who can be my friend. Yeah. Because companionship and compatibility is what is what works, not yeah. passion and lust and you know. Do people have orgies in India? Well, if you go to the temples of Khajuraho, which is the actual depictions of the Kama Sutra, oh, so it's like temples dedicated to sex. <gasps> There's oh, orgies, nice. yeah, orgies, men on men, women, six people. <laughs> like, Ooh. yeah. Have oh, you ever been? Uh, have I ever been? No. Would you go? Why? Yeah, I really want to go. I mean, I haven't <gasps> traveled. Now we have something to do when I visit exactly. you. Also, I think Indian Indian men are so hot, and Indian women are fucking stunning. Yeah, the women. Beautiful. Are... You're all beautiful. Well, thanks. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, before uh, I saw a film before I watched your film that was about a specific law in India regarding divorce and women. What the hell was that called? The Mal- Mal- Malhala law? Yeah. Was well, it? Wait, Malala. Mal- Mal- she got shot in the head for going to school. Malala Mala. <laughs> How do you not know this? Isn't it happening in your country? Uh, see, it's it's an Islamic law. Oh, and I am not the most like worldly person when it comes to things. Like, How wasn't that wasn't that film set in India though? It was set. In oh, India. okay. I didn't so... watch the film. I, Nidhi and I walked out of the film because uh, we didn't want to watch our film oh, for the God. hundredth time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So. What what percentage? What would you say the proportion is between Islamic and Buddhist? Is it about half, or is there more? One of more. The other, I, I mean, uh, Islamics are considered a minority in our oh, country, okay. but I mean, it seems like there's, there's a lot of Islam yeah, here. Yeah, there's a lot of Muslim. But people. I feel like it's tinier. It seems like it's tinier here than it is in India. Yeah, no, of course it'll be. I'm it'll be literally that, made that yeah, up. No, no, no. It'll be you, definitely sure. it'll be less here than it is in India. Um, but I, I, I would think the Hindu is the largest. Um, a community, a religious community in India. I think okay. Hindus would be the largest community. Do you have any friends uh, in India that have that backwards mentality towards the way w- women's roles? Yeah, you do. Like what? Like what kind of would they? Would you hear them overhearing them say something to their girlfriend or wife, or or being like, "Man, women, women are fucking dogs, man." <laughs> <laughs> like, like it wouldn't be that direct in the milieu of company that I keep, but it mm. is. There's that notion of like, after marriage, you must change your surname because now you sort of belong to my family name. Well, that happens here um, too. Yeah, I know. Which is stupid. Like why? I think it's I stupid. I want too. my name. I like my name. Uh, yeah, I would never make my wife change her name. Like yeah. I always thought that was a weird thing in America. I mean, because we everybody does it here too. I mean, like, it's just—is it for convenience because of banks and stuff? No, it can't. I don't. I. I mean, I don't know. I, I think don't it know. would be for convenience because that you know that a group of people are all in the same family just by their last name. But I, when I was complaining about this, my mom very wisely said to me, "She's like, Corinne, your last name is Fisher. Fisher's not my last name. It's your dad's last name. So you still have a man's last name and you still lose." And I was like, "Damn." Ah! I was like, die fi for the win Damn it, again. die fi That's I was true. Like, That's always, correct. I was yeah. like, you're always right. Damn it. <laughs> so it's like, it's, a, you know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I mean, it's not something I want to rebel against because I'm not being oppressed by the person I'm marrying. I'm not going to marry a person who's going to be like, you take my last name, whore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm just, <laughs> I always wondered. Maybe I will. Uh, I always wondered why. That is. But no, I'm and sure that the woman will to, stay home, take yeah. care of the kids. What about, how is that? Do you have stay at home dads? 
is are I those mean, numbers rising? I mean, in a city like Bombay, they're actually rising, and it's based on the fact that if the the woman of the house is more successful financially, so yeah. then she'll keep working, and then the man will be the stay at home dad. That's and do very stuff logical otherwise. and fair. But, but there are fewer of them, and then of course the marriage gets completely affected and goes askew because of like. Um, I don't know the psychology of men Gender feeling norm, em- yeah. man feeling emasculated. Yeah, probably, and then like what your buddies will say or what. It's so much with men about what your friends will say. I feel like men are very. I, I mean, everyone's affected by what their friends say, but I feel like men more so are affected because I feel like if a guy is dating a girl and all the friends are like, "Your girlfriend sucks," that guy will probably like dump her. But like girls all the time, just completely. Be like, oh, I don't care what my friends are saying. Like, I love this guy so much. Do you? F- I feel that. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 when it comes to like, I think there's a lot of counter sexism that like, which will be dealt with later when when women sort out their issues with sexism because that's more prevalent and more relevant right now. But men, we have a lot of pressure on us to be providers, be, like, manly. Oh, the be... whole idea of masculinity is, like, not, what the exactly. fuck is that? Like, and, and if you don't live up to that, you feel emasculated, which is shameful and dehumanized almost if you really, like, you get down to it. Like, that's yeah, it's a true. Like, like, you just be, like, because you're told, like, that, oh, you know, like, and even my parents who are completely progressive were, like, but you need to provide for your wife. You know, what do you mean you're a photographer? Yeah. You know, and you'd be like, what, what do you Why? mean? Why? Why can't my wife provide for me? Yeah, <laughs> you I know agree. What I mean? But and but then you also run into that with a partner. Like a she, a woman will be like, oh, you're supposed to provide for me. You're supposed to open a, hold, hold open a door for me. He should pay the bill when you take him out, when you take them out to dinner. So it's like, it's really confusing right now to date and be like, I don't know. Have you ever got, done that for a girl like held the door? She's like, I can hold my own door. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think feminism is like is in full effect in India the way same way it is in America? I mean, right now, at least in the again, like I'm gonna keep saying the milieu that I'm in because it's it's a totally different world in India. Yeah, you're living you know? a much better life than everyone. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no. I I, I, I no. fucking yeah. poolside in your living room. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just like uh, you just. It's women are going nuts. Like you offer so, to carry like, a bag. Ooh, they're fucking everything. You get some tweets oh, about that. that. Yeah, I mean, like they, they are. They're quite promiscuous. It's, Hell yeah. Which you is mean okay. They're fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they can. I mean, which is fine. There's no judgment there. What do you then, mean? So we're doing what men have always been doing? Is that what you're saying? I don't know if so. The I, thoughts see, that have been in our brain this whole time were actually. Or do you think talking? we're taking it f- like further to make a point? But see, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do that. I'm not gonna I lie. I mean, it's becoming like it's like it's becoming a little too much, according to me. Like, and I'm I'm really no chauvinist. I'm not sexist. What I am much have, yeah. I just feel like it's becoming like this sort of like thing about like proving mm-hmm. and like. But that that's the thing with anything, you know. If you set someone free after many years or you oh, tell, yeah. if someone's not been eating for 10 years and you say here's a buffet they're gonna go crazy initially right so I think it's definitely part of a feminist movement that initially it will be a little like even out yeah it'll be like a little skewed and a little in your face and a little over the top but then I think it'll balance itself out but I think that now it's just becoming to like prove a point I'm a woman so hence you know blah well I do agree with you I mean a lot of times sometimes the feedback we'll get or things that people will say to me especially because of this podcast it's like we're lo- we're losing kind of the sexy part of sex and you're just like going out like and we're kind of doing the same thing guys did but that we kind of are grossed out that guys yeah. Right. Well, there's this you thing know? though when you when you when you're a woman and you kind of get treated like shit or not taken seriously by men like that is 
in my that is how I internalize it. It's almost it's emasculating. It's humiliating. It's like I don't it's it's a little bit humiliating. It's not like being, you know, stripped naked in the middle of the town square or some shit. But it's yeah. like little incidents like that over time of not being taken seriously and treated like an equal will make you explode. And I do and I see women like this and I've done it myself where at times I'll go a little overboard to prove the point. But yeah. Yeah. And just I mean, as like women, we hate we've hated being objectified all this these years. Well, it's like if we just go around and then like kind of like use guys for their dicks. Well, then now we're just objectifying them, and that's right. not solving it's the not problem. Help. It's to bring the, the I think the key with feminism is that you want to bring you up to the equality level. You don't want to like surpass and then stomp down men because then you're just yeah. And then you're doing then they're that, gonna get pissed. You're doing that eye for an eye thing, which I fucking hate. Which is like, oh, you did you wronged me. I'm gonna wrong you right back, and that's so childish. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just about finding a balance because then it's like, oh, what what do I want? I know I've been oppressed at times and people aren't taking me seriously. And now I'm fucking fucking people. Do I want that? Like, it's it's almost like you really have to center yourself. Yeah. I mean, for me, I just think it like it's serious. All of this just transcends like sexual, like your sex, you know, yeah. whether you're a man or a woman. It's really like your personal relationship with your, with yourself. And totally. if you're the kind of person who wants to go out or you have that year or three years of your life where you want to go and fuck everybody that moves whether you're a man or a woman go ahead and do it but if it doesn't satisfy you and you're doing it because you're just trying to prove that hey I'm equal yeah then uh, then you're just a fool yeah and then you're gonna feel like shit you know you're not gonna feel good about yourself you know so it's just about sort of subscribing to what you want to do have you ever had any gay experiences uh yeah I was gonna say I don't. Yeah, I don't baby. think you necessarily told me, but I feel like you would have, and have been have would have been <laughs> cool bi? with them. I love bi guys. Um, well, I'm figuring things out. I mean, it's it really like uh is about like how you connect with human beings. Like at least, I mean, I know it sounds really pretentious, but on my whole spiritual thing. No, I thing, agree with you. I mean, the first thing you learn is that your soul has no sex. It's not a man's soul. What's or your, what spiritual journey that taught you that? I mean, I've just been doing... He was in an orgy in the dark for five days. <laughs> I'm really curious. Uh, I mean, I've been doing like a lot of, for the last six years of my life, I've been doing a lot of like energy clearing and aura Ooh, cleansing. I do you want to say if anyone else said this to me, I would have been like, oh, bullshit. But from you, I'm going to take it seriously because yeah. I love and respect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I also, you're very smart. You're so intuitive. And like, also, you're humanity. like Indian, so I feel like coming from an Indian dude, it's like oh. they're they're more your 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 history is a little more spiritual than like American bullshit hot dog oh, land. Trust me, though. Like there there there's a lot of people who aren't spiritual at all back home, so it's not. No, really, I of course. Yeah, it's not like. But I uh, don't speak for everybody. But uh, so yeah, I mean, in that whole thing of like getting to know yourself, I mean, I, I experimented when I was a teen, and it's something that I didn't really like. Um, did you like suck a dick or what? Did you actually have intercourse? <laughs> no, I didn't have intercourse. Oh, okay. No. So you just um, did you get your dick sucked? We've uh, all had gay experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I That's did. awesome. Um, See, so, I, I, I want more men to be like, just fucking experiment. Women experiment with other women all, all the, the time. time. And but a see, lot then, of them are 100% straight. But see, straight. that's what I mean about counter-sexism. It's totally acceptable and sexy. I know. Because the media has told me that it's so sexy if you guys just started making out right now. Right. right. But if there was a guy with me here and I started making out, even though you guys would probably be turned on by it. Yeah, yeah I would 100% would. like it. That's yeah. why as much as I can on this podcast, I say how much I fucking love bi guys. I think I... <laughs> It's such a turn on when a guy is 
open and will experiment with a guy in the room even. Like some dudes are like, I don't want another dick in the room. Yeah, my ex-boyfriend told me he was made up out with a guy and I was like, like, yes, you're so cool. Tell me about it. (laughs) I mean, it's fine. I I think it's totally fine and acceptable. You know, I don't think, I mean, it's like... Because it is. Like, and whoever says it's not, it's so easy to succumb to the shame of somebody else saying, oh, God. Because oh, that getting gross. on the bully like, train, you know, like in high in school, like when someone all of a sudden picks on Megan, everyone's fucking picking on Megan. You don't even know Megan. You're just following everybody. But I think the thing is, like, if you have a question about your sexuality and you're 15, 16, 17 years old, let's answer that question now instead of having that what if in our head yeah. for the next 5, 10, 15 years when we're married, when we have kids. And then we're like, you know what? I, I never tried dick. dick. And I think I might like it. Like, let's figure that out earlier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would solve a lot of problems, important actually. Important thing to know. <laughs> suck a dick. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. Like, God. do whatever it is. Like, have an orgy, have a threesome. Hell I've been yeah. in one. Um, You've been in a threesome? Yeah, I have been in a with threesome. With two men or? Once with two men and once with two women. No. Nice. Man. So, I oh, mean, you're the it's, best. So, it's fine. You know, like, it's just about like discovering who you are and what you like and what you don't like. And then, there's phases in your life that you need a different kind of um, connection, connection yeah. body, um, or whatever it is. You know, like I think you just need to be free about your sexuality and not have so many like rules and like mm-hmm. this is how it should yeah, be. Like, why and that's are how people it be. so afraid? Like if you don't like something, like I had sex in a sex club. I did not like it, but I'm really glad I did it because now I don't like it. Yeah. Like, who cares? It was fun, but I was like, nah, not for me. But I'm so glad I did it. It's like, what are, you, what are people afraid of? They're not going to like something? Okay, then don't do it again. Are they afraid you know. of liking it too? I don't know. I think I, it's yeah. just about like what. Oh, yeah, the, with the dick sucking, I think people are definitely oh, afraid that they might like getting their dick sucked by a dude. Closet or dudes, I feel like. Well, I will tell you one thing about getting. <laughs> Same sex oral is that you made it sound so fucking <laughs> educational. No. Uh, I'm trying to be oral. as proper as I can because, like, when this people in India fucked. hear this, I'm like fucked. Um, <laughs> You're so, proper than pretty much yeah, anyone I've ever met. I'm feeling met, brave because I'm in so. New York City right now. But when <laughs> you go back, go back home, and get lashed in India, yeah, they're just gonna be like, oh my no. god, it's illegal. It oh, is I'm illegal, feel so by the way. Bad. Oh wait, yeah, wait, uh, gay homosexuality, lesbianism, or or gayism. I mean, what? gayism. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. It's uh, illegal. It's In illegal? India. Yeah, section 377. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, you knew the number. Know you that. knew the number. That was amazing. No, because it's all over. Because then, I think about four years ago, they mm-hmm. they made it like whatever, when you get rid of a law, it's called... Eradicated it? Eradicated it. That nullified? That's <laughs> nullified. I, made it, yeah, so then, I made it up. So, I don't know. So it was like, okay, for a couple of years. Fuck? And then there's a horrible, horrible man who is like basically uh, prime minister right now. Now, um, who's like a dictator more than anything and an idiot. But uh, he. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I hope he does. (laughs) Suck my dick, fool. I mean, don't. I mean, I mean that in a nice way. Like, you would like it. Let's just remember remember that Ashan doesn't need to go back to India. And so we have to keep it a little bit. You guys will have to like sponsor me and keep me here. (laughs) One of you can marry me so I can get a green card because when I go home, I'm I'm not going to be welcomed back into the country. It's illegal? Yeah. How do you. What happens if you're. Hold the hand of a man and you're well, a man. What happens? Nothing. Oh. I mean, it's but, just but when they want to. If they, they catch they you or something. Yeah. I mean, oh my I, I God. Is it more horrible. like the actual 
the actual sexuality of being gay or like what is what's the problem what's the fucking problem i don't know i think it's about like i i I think your prime minister is gay and he's really afraid probably and also i love that they gave you it and they took it back yeah (laughs) here everybody fuck each other for just four years everybody same sex sex is great no no now what what happened when when it was when you were allowed (laughs) to be gay was was it was it mass celebration or did there was a couple of pride parades which are like not a patch on what happens here because also like like people are so afraid to like go to a pride parade like I went to a pride parade at that point I hadn't even really experimented or anything like that but I went to take pictures and everyone was like oh my god you went people are gonna think you're like that and I'm like is there ever like violence uh, or people trying to harm no they're like dancing no but do gays get bad like do gays get physically like assaulted if you're gay I don't think because why would you care if people know you're gay I, I mean, just shame, I, no. just the shame. It's just the shame, like it's like a familial, like cultural thing. I think that where oh. people will be like, oh, because in America you got like people getting the shit beat out of them just because they're gay. No, I'm sure that would happen to like. I, I mean, I don't need, actually. I don't it even probably know. happen a couple, but it's not something that's rampant to yeah. your knowledge. Oh, that's so interesting that you bring it up because um, this is you know an anti slut shaming podcast, and sl- shame has such an important and, and bad effect in people's lives. And India, I feel like, is so 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 shame is such a tool used in India. Like, sh- you know, oh, you do this, your family is shamed. Oh, do this, you're going to be shamed. What? And that seems to work, though. What are your feelings on shame? I mean, I don't know why it's so, like, ingrained. In, but again, it's just about, like, being mirrored by society. Like, what people will think, you know? Mm-hmm. What will people think? What will people say? And who Why does a, that matter? I, I don't know. In India so much. They're just, it's a habit, maybe. I, I just don't. Maybe it's a habit or maybe like it's just, really like... a really ingrained habit. <laughs> yeah, people who have nothing better to do than to talk about each other. Yeah, it almost like, seems like a gossipy culture. Yeah. And oh, I, is it? And I think a lot of times, like especially in like uh, films that I've seen with Indian characters, it's like they're, it's a lot of, especially like the women are very gossipy. Yeah. Is that, but is that a, ref, tr- a true reflection? No, no, it's definitely a true reflection. Wow, it's definitely true. Refle- I don't, I don't know why. Like it's just like they have nothing better to do than like talk about each other or whose son or whose daughter is doing what, who got divorced, you who know, got pregnant. It just oh. takes somebody in the group or a person with influence to just come along and go, "Who gives a fuck what anybody thinks?" And then, then the wave will come of less people giving a shit. But I feel like you need examples. You yeah. should do an. A movie about someone who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I think and then they'll that. idolize them and be like, you know what? That's the way I want to live. And then, boom, you cured your next all the problems movie. in India. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll give a no fuck. fuck. I'll, I'll because give I fuck. don't. That's the thing, though. I really don't give a fuck. And I think you like you rub a lot of people the wrong way when you don't give a fuck. Not because mm. they actually care about what you're doing, or it's just about Comes the off fact. As it's just, no, they're just they're jealous. In a way, they're jealous that, they're that you're jealous so free. You're free. That you're allowed, but they that don't you know. have allowed your yourself to give no fuck. Why, yeah. why do you think they don't know that they too could be free? They just have to all of a sudden go, oh, I don't care. Because yeah. it, it takes a little it takes a little bit of balls to do that though. Yeah, it takes a lot of like unlearning of pussy. like yeah. speaking of balls. <laughs> what this is a really immature question. Sure. No, I'm no, almost no. embarrassed to ask. No, just no, ask. No, no, what ask color is your dick? Uh <laughs> do you have to check? Uh it's like a Are all of them is pink? it like your nipple? Show us your nipple. There. Oh, that's brown. So it's brown. Yeah. So are the are are people who are Indian for the most part like the genital the genitals and the uh, no. so basically darker, India, like the nips? Because I guess my nipples match my vagina. That's pretty true. I didn't yeah, realize that before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the that's same a little... skin. Real well, now I know the golden rule. Now I know 
Yeah. That's why, that's why it feels so good. Because <laughs> uh, the erogenous zones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, no, but see, the thing about India is you have like really fair people and then you Oh, good. I was going to ask that. Good. Yeah, you have really fair people. You have people skin, my right. color, which is called wheatish, and then you have dark. So then based on uh, what your whole body skin color is, that determines your penis, testicles, labia, clitoris, oh, okay. nipples. So but wait, it also determines... Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to... You're it going de- there. It, determ- it also determines, especially for women, like how you're treated and... and, and and for an in, in entertainment business because yeah. there's that whole storyline about how you know if you're darker skin you're basically only going to be able to play like a prostitute in a movie well That's not so a prostitute weird. as much as this is like a sex symbol either you're the sex symbol or you're oh. the maid oh. uh, also un- <laughs> unfortunately over scale. like over time culturally um, sort of like the socioeconomic classes were actually it was done by the fucking Brits mm-hmm. um, was dis- because they colonized us right so your socioeconomic Economic status was sort of uh, decided by the color of your skin. So the paler Indians actually were the people that the British kept in their like left and right pocket, you know, Ugh. closer, and they sort of like that sucks. enslaved and sidelined the darker Indians. So then that got it. Oh I think that God. got culturally ingrained in in us. You know, so you have a, a sense of worth for people. If there's three different levels, you said, and you're the medium one. Color-wise, yeah. yeah. But why, so wait, why would a darker woman be a sex symbol then? Because there's now, now over time, it's just become like this warp notion that like the good girl is like the fair, sweet one that you oh, take home Oh, so you're a dirty whore if you're dark. Uh, not a dirty whore, <laughs> but you're just like sexy, you know, like... <laughs> D- dark is sexy, you know what dark I mean? Because it, it's like exotic? I think, but I think that's a Western thing that's filtering down there as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's that Nicole Scherzinger, is that her name? From Slushing the Pussycat Dolls. Pussycat Dolls, yeah. Is she yeah. Indian? So, no, she isn't. I was like, what does she have to do with that? Yeah, she's like dark and sexy, you know what I mean? She's that hot whole, as fuck. Yeah. She's yeah, has she, a, she has that Kim Kardashian look that I yeah. love. Ugh. Well, Kim the Kardashian are, We're not going to get into that. We've already had many conversations and a lot of feedback on that conversation. <laughs> okay, because she uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> people are so affected by I it. I know, like I don't give a fuck. She's not attractive. Well, that's cool. Okay. I don't cool. care. Yeah, nice. We like that. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, like that. That sort of I don't know what about that. It's like exoticized that color and that like kind darker of skin. But it's exoticized, yeah. yeah. But but then in India you sell fairness creams to get to lighten your skin tone, which don't and work. And Nicole Schlesinger well, is not they don't dark. Work. She's a little dark. She yeah, but she's not. I mean, she's not a white person. But meaning that uh, I don't know what her background is. She's but like she's olive. Not, when you say dark and skin, something. she's mixed like Hawaiian and something. Okay, I think of like uh, fucking African women who are I think. That's the most. Be- it's stunning, like statuesque. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've never like all my girlfriends have been dark from the first day because you like them. Yeah, a little slutty, huh? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, they're not. I mean, is I that your? Pre- I mean, people have a preference of physicality. I, and I, I realized. I realized that. that it was like my pattern that everybody had a certain. Look. You yeah. like what you like. Yeah, you like what you like. It makes and, your penis go boing. Yeah, boing, I, boing, I grew boing. up like the the darkest in my family. Where okay. I would always be like, oh my god, he's dark. Wow, come everyone else is like they're all like alabaster. You the mailman's kid. So yeah, probably. <laughs> Do you That's know- actually my father's joke the milkman's kid. oh yeah yeah do you have friends who have used fairness creams or felt uncomfortable because of the, the, them being dark or i mean i That's nuts i do 
You I know. mean, you know what? White girls tan. Like it's like no one's ever satisfied. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's strange. Like did they actually like it actually weighs on their self confidence? It does. I mean, like it does. Like you have really beautiful girls like um, Nidhi Sunil, who's in my movie, yeah. who is stunning and talented, and uh, she it was told when she started modeling that she couldn't make it as a commercial model because of her skin color. Right. She so, was darker skin. Yeah, she's very dark. And like, um, so she's, you know, so it does weigh down on you. And when you start modeling, you're just, you're very impressionable. You're like 17 or 18 oh, yeah. years old. So that's when it will weigh down on you now as like a woman in her mid-20s. It's a totally, her perception of it is very different. But mm-hmm. um, I'm sure she spent years sort of battling that idea and now she's here in New York with Wilhelmina so it takes Damn, actually girl. yeah it takes like an agency here to recognize that hey you could be commercial because well, here it's unique and beautiful and oh my god to have you know we are love an Indian woman who wants to be a model who is gorgeous oh my god, like that's yeah. a jackpot in America yeah now I mean mm-hmm. I mean I think what we have to really understand is that the colonization of India and a large part of like most of the colored parts of the world is actually what has led to um these kind of notions and thoughts in um, the people of that country like it leaked it, from the west you think yeah I mean uh, we had English people like I mean I don't know how many hundreds of years the English were in our country for so you know they uh, came and they like said <laughs> Indians and dogs not allowed they made you Ooh. feel bad about your skin color they <sighs> Uh, sort of took all your wealth in natural resources, left your country ravaged by uh, their own greed. So you, you sort of set up a really unequal system and then you're going into countries that are completely undeveloped but have like a... India has the most like um, sophisticated spiritual way of being in terms of our religious texts and things like that. And yeah. Ayurveda, which is medicine, which is like totally natural. You guys got it all right, I'm telling we you. We did. No, we did. But then you come <laughs> into a place and you force that into development and you bring sort of like modernism and like in the, in the Industrial Revolution to at a time when it's not really... Um, meant to happen yeah you know so you're sort of like confusing the people and then you don't really know where you belong so i think that's what a huge part of what the dichotomy in india is about that um we kind of got ravaged by its colonization and now we Mm -hmm. kind of are figuring out we're a new country we've only been independent for a little more than 60 years oh my god yeah why did i not know that Wow, I'm fucking, I don't know shit. I mean, we don't talk about India a lot here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think we know much about you guys either. Really? Yeah, we probably just know about like McDonald's and Coca-Cola and all the things uh, you want damn. us to Yeah, know like, that's what uh, Sean uh. call me, McDonald's. Yeah. And I would call Yo, him McDonald's. Rat-ta-ta. Rat-ta-ta. Rat-ta-ta-ta. Rat-ta-ta-ta. Just fun to be, you know, racist and appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I love being racist. <laughs> Are Indians and racist? That's Wait, are Indians racist? Because I feel like a lot of <laughs> I've heard so many things about certain. Um, who the fuck was telling me who she was Dominican? And they're like, oh, Dominicans are the most racist fucks. I'm like, really? I didn't know other. I, this every is ignorant of, of me, but I racist. I mean, I it's think just every a tribe race, mentality thing, th- right? Yeah, I think every you just race don't like is people who are different. Yeah, a, a, a human. It's like a human thing. Like you tend to flock to people who are like you, and then everyone gets on the. Yeah, or or like I mean, in India, it's just about a skin thing. Like, so if like I I know black people who've come to India and just been like, I hope every Indian fucking dies. Yeah, because they treat like shit. Yeah, they got treated like shit. Uh, But 
again, like what need, people really need to do is study the history of the country and be like, if you had people telling you for so many hundreds of years that the lighter you are, the more superior you are, yeah, it's going to trickle all the way down. Yeah. And then it's going to like lead to like this psychology, like psychological bullshit where you're going to be like, oh, black person, even darker than me, I should treat them worse than I was treated. Yeah, you know? it so, seeps into your, your, your yeah. brain and you didn't even probably realize that you were being conditioned and it just sneaks up oh, yeah it sucks i hate racism mm. and what's the weirdest sexual experience you've had <laughs> can you think you're you thinking of it right now blood. i'm thinking that now smile tells me you weird. got a clue weird i don't know i mean i don't know what, what, i mean no. were you ever uh or like dangerous or risky or like you did you bang on a moving truck or having sex in a place that you shouldn't have had it Sneaky. No, I'm not like that. You're not, you're bullshit. <laughs> I Bull, mean, who is I mean, this? You've changed. I once got a hand job in the back alley of a club. Where um, were you? That's what, we're, <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Uh, Here's I the mean, goods. How was that uh, hand job? It was fine. I was like really nervous and stuff because yeah. you're like, oh, what if someone finds Ooh. me? But like, not really. I'm not that like. I mean. I don't think I'm that like dirty. Bat, you never you can't lay out rose petals in an airplane bathroom. I know. So exactly. I know. Exactly. You can't do those you things. You can't light a candle in a tent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, I... I, I do uh, I? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have... Wait, you have a girl... Has you ever had a girl... To, um, you've been walking down the street and a girl like sees an empty store or something and the door breaches open. like, let's go in there and fuck. I want to suck your dick in there. Something like no, adventurous. I wish. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. You told me a story about a car, something with police. Or something. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know if this was sexual related though, because you were uh, talking, we were talking about how the police were very corrupt in India. Yeah. Or are very corrupt. They in are India. still. Yeah, yeah. and then, I don't know. There was something like that. You were like with a girl. So a Karuna girl. and I. Uh huh. So okay, that's his best friend. It's a long story. She's my best friend, and she's like the most beautiful woman in the world. But um, are you in love with her? Uh, no, she's oh. married now. Oh, but then. <laughs> oh, my best friend's wedding. Ouch. Uh, so I got that for you on DVD. Yeah, please. It's a great film. It's a great yeah, film. I love it. Yeah, Julia. Roberts. Julia really kills it, and Cameron just fucking shines. All oh, right, I forgot she was in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's the best. <laughs> okay, go on. Well, yeah. uh, so I mean, it's a really long story. So I just learned how to drive. I'm a terrible driver. I decided to take her down to the movies and dinner, and she wore like a spaghetti. Do you guys call that? Yeah, strap? spaghetti yeah, yeah, strap. Yeah. It's still called a spaghetti strap. <laughs> yeah, I like that snap. I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, spaghetti strap. So, nailed that. So she was wearing a spaghetti strap, and everyone at the mall was like, Ugh. over a fucking spaghetti yeah, strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, she's stunning too. On yeah. top it's of India, that. you know. And this was also <laughs> ten, ten years ago now. I think. Oh. Yeah, ten. Yeah. They get what ten. they can take. Ten years ago. Anyway, so. Based on that experience, I was like really nervous and queasy. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking you home and you're going to wear a (gasps) t-shirt. And she was like, you're so sexist. I can't believe you. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, we're going for dinner. You never know. It's just better to be safe than sorry. So begrudgingly, she went. She put on a t-shirt and we drove, went to dinner. On our way back, we decided to stop in this empty lot and do 360s. And so we were doing. I was like, "Is that your version of '69?" But I get what you mean. You yeah, spin yeah, the car. Yeah, spin the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I am a terrible driver, so I instead of stopping the car, I sort of like lurched it over this like six foot drop. Oh. So our car was now like a seesaw. Oh no. And then these cops came. 
And they were just like horrible and talking filth. And they kept accusing her of like giving me head while oh, driving. Because why else would someone do this? How could someone be so fucking stupid? Well, men are dumber <laughs> than you think, Mr. Officer. So uh, basically, we bribed them for 80 rupees, which is. Whoa. Which is. Ten dollars. A dollar and a half. Shut the fuck up. A <laughs> yeah. dollar and a half. They gotta pay the police more. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. They do. They need to pay the police Wait, more. Wait, so how? What did? How did you preposition? Were you like, look, I'll give you an American dollar's worth? Of no, rupees. they just said, how much money do you have? Oh, so if they robbed you. About, yeah. <laughs> they accused the girl, they slut-shamed the girl, they robbed you, and then they left. They slut-shamed her, then I said it's that she corrupt. was my sister. I was like, she's my cousin's sister, don't fucking say that. Then they were like, whoa, and backed off. That shame, that's that shame thing. Yeah. That, also, that made yeah. them shut up. But it's also a respect that men would have, the men, men respecting Ashan and not the woman. Yeah, probably. Well, I told Karuna to stay in the car, because mm-hmm. I was like, if she comes out of the car, it's just going to be like madness. Because, so you just know, she's just going to yap it up. She's going <laughs> to fight for equality, that fucking bitch. <laughs> no, no, she. She's very like she's. See the thing is, what this we is learned. why sometimes women go overdrive because when yeah. we're told to stay in the car, put a shirt on, yeah. and then after years of going, oh that wasn't right, we're like, wait a second. But you see that why I would do that? Like it's yeah. not because I think that a woman shouldn't. Like I totally. would love that you can wear a fucking bikini and walk it's in a mall. Safe. It's just I mean, not that's safe, and much. you're asking for, <laughs> and you're not asking for trouble. Like I, because I know that that's what it gets misconstrued as when men say these things. Like, <laughs> right. You were right. Asking no, I, for I understand. Trouble. I understand. But it's like if you know that this culturally this is what can happen why would you do it it's the same way that you won't wear like hot pink to a funeral you know what I mean well you have to take baby steps also I think people are just like okay it's time let's just do whatever we want but it's like you still have to keep in mind just because you're ready for a uh, progressive movement that doesn't mean everyone around you is yeah and it takes a long time to fight for the notion of like let's teach men to respect women instead of teaching women to wear more clothes but that takes a fucking second and the first step is all agreeing that something is wrong and then okay, then you have to then you have to convince the other people of it, and then you take like the physical stuff. Social progress it. is so yeah, long you, and hard. You have to be like okay, hey, yeah, girls should be able to walk around in bikinis before you wear the bikinis, and then you also have to convince everyone around you that girls should be able to wear bikinis. Like you know, so I think people just you know, especially like young women today, just be like, all right, I'm gonna just do whatever I want, but it's not safe for you. And at the end of the day, you need to be fucking responsible for you and your safety. Like you can't. Yeah, it's it, so weird. I you yeah. can't fight a group of dudes. It's like you just can't, not physically possible. Yeah. A woman can't, a man can't, I mean, unless you have a weapon, let's not bring those out. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Put your gun away. Yeah, keep yourself fucking safe. It is. It is. You have to play defense. Just like you wouldn't start a basketball game and only play offense, you have to play defense too. Yeah. I wouldn't walk around in a, at I mean, night also, with like, fucking so rubies all over me, fucking <laughs> right. gluing diamonds on me. Right. Like, don't rob me, you son yeah. of bitches. <laughs> yeah, so does it suck that we live in a world where we have to take these precautions? Yeah. Abso-fucking-lutely. Is everyone gross around you? Yes, but also, you can't just do whatever the fuck you want to do all the fucking time. That, yeah. That's, I think, sometimes why I don't know how you feel about the word feminism, but a lot of American men associate the word feminism with a, a woman saying not only can I be naked in front of you but I can dance her and if you touch me you're wrong like it's like they don't understand the nuance of well yeah I understand that it's not right for me to have to fucking wear a sweatshirt so I don't get cat called but you know what I don't fucking feel like dealing with this it's gonna take a couple years to convince these fucks that they shouldn't yell things at me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, feminism, it's like, it's really confusing. I mean, like... Yeah, I understand. It's confusing to me, like, too. You're just like, uh, what should I do? Should I, like, carry your bag? Should I not? Should I, like, Everyone you has know? their own definition of it, exactly. too. Men and women. Yeah, and exactly. That's... And you just don't know, like, sex and the city 
<laughs> I hate that show. Yeah. Um, and it was supposed to be really feminist, but I thought it's it was not. the most no, sexist. I love the show, but it's not feminist. It was the most for, sexist yeah. show I've ever seen. You have these four women who basically can be, for the lack of a better word, slutty. But, Especially Samantha. But all they do is fucking shop and talk about men. Yeah. So they you're actually... They, a lot. they a problem. Bitch yeah. and wait around for them to change or something. Like, yeah. That's it. And their jobs are like, yeah, they're kind of high-powered, but it's really secondary. It's like, all we want to do is go for brunch, talk about money and shoes. That is all uh, I mo- Not money, men and shoes. Yeah. And you're like, how is this feminist or progressive at all? You're actually, generations of young girls are going to watch this and actually just sort of further the stereotypes and that men have And they did, set. and that's and, exactly what happened. Yeah, well, that's how I learned. Honestly, I learned a lot about sex from Sex in the City. A lot about uh, it. And uh, I always knew, I'm like, they fucking sit around and talk about dudes all the time. Yeah. Not to the dude, but about the dude. Yeah, that was that another sci-fi observation. She was just like, you know, I think most people can enjoy the show. It's a very entertaining show. I love yeah, the show. I, yeah. For I an too. entertainment show, but if we're talking about it, a lot of people cite it as a piece of like uh, f- feminism or progression, and it's and it's not. It's it's, it's progressive the antithesis. in that, I guess maybe in the most conservative women could talk about sex too type of way, but that's pretty yeah, much and it. And that they're fucking and they're enjoying sex and they have lists of people that they fucked and no one's uh, slut shaming each other. But at the end of the day, then it does that terrible thing where it, if they're not in a relationship, they go home sad and then so, you know uh, Carrie cigarette smoking cigarette. Carrie's got to write her piece. She's and got a fucking, fucking big. tutu waiting for Mister Big to call. Oh my god, that yeah. whole bit. Yeah, and that's not good either. Yeah, I I just didn't, like, so it's very confusing, you know, as a man to, like, sort of understand where and what, because there are gender roles and we cannot escape it. And I don't mean to say that men and women aren't equal, but genetically we just aren't, you know. And it's about finding that balance together, you know. It's just genetically or not, like, just, like, physicality. Physicality, you know. Well, it's just, honestly, it's just respect. That's that's the, when I say equal, I'm like, I want equal respect, which means equal pay, which means take me seriously. But I, I get that gender roles can be great and it can make a, a family a well-oiled machine. Yeah, I mean, in a family unit, it's really important you, you for there to be. you can pick the roles, though. If yeah, you want, exactly. Like, you know? the thing is that, you like, tomorrow, maybe these. Corinne is like a great hunter. You know what I mean? But, I'm known for my hunting. Yeah, fact. maybe she she's has a bow and arrow. Yeah, oh, so my God. Maybe she can go out there and shoot way Hunger better than I can. Is based on me. Yeah. <laughs> You're Katniss? Yeah. Shut oh. the fuck I'm up. I'm Katniss Evergreen, so thanks, everyone. And I'm, I'm that guy who, like, can only paint his hands and hide in the rocks. I'm Elizabeth Banks and wear fancy makeup and hair. Oh, nice. I just want to live in a world where if we're on an airplane and a woman steps into the cockpit, yeah, I don't feel a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah, one time, can I, yeah. one time we were on a flight and we were we were on our the plane. She looks in, she says, "Ooh, two men, good. We're good. We're safe." <laughs> but see, but we're was, socially conditioned. I too. was joking. I laughed my ass off I though was because I totally saw the same thing jokingly but to myself. Well, I and mean. then also, we, and then also, we made jokes about it. Well, then the I said, "Oh, Amelia." was a good pilot yeah how'd that work out for her? exactly yeah I was like but that she was, was brave enough that's to the do worst it. example of a, a woman pilot I know <laughs> and that's like the famous example wah, wah. yeah <laughs> but see everyone even the most progressive of people not saying that we're the most progressive of people because we certainly are not can be you can be uh, trained the most progressive person is a big pretentious piece of shit so yeah <laughs> think of the most progressive person you know they, yeah. they like pro- refer to themselves as them no but that's what like, I mean up. like that, that's <laughs> what the get up. the fuck out of here with your pronouns <laughs> get the fuck out of my face <laughs> but that's the issue with feminism is that girls are like 
sort of sexist agree to on themselves one too. <laughs> what? Yeah. Women are sexist to themselves too. Oh god, that's oh. the number one problem. Most yeah. slut shaming I think comes most from other women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, believe me, I've said many times women are behind because of women. <laughs> <laughs> that's my famous my famous quote. Yeah, possibly. Well, I was thinking on the train ride here about girl hate and how and how bad it is and how I need it's to just give another security. one of my lectures about it. What's girl hate? It's girls it's girls <laughs> Okay, so this is this, I love so, how you asked that. So like a lot of times, like if uh, a guy a boyfriend cheats on their girlfriend, that girl, instead of being most mad at the guy, will track the other girl down and call that girl a whore. Well, that girl wasn't in a fucking relationship. Was it the best move for that third party girl? No, it certainly was not. But who are the people in the committed relationship? You and your fucking boyfriend. Who should be getting most of the uh, of your anger? The, your boyfriend. He's the one who did the bad thing. Yeah. It's not the, this other girl was just like, eh, that wasn't a great thing to do. But she doesn't know you. She wasn't in a committed relationship. This is someone who you know and just fucking slapped you in the face with dishonesty. I also think men and women get power hungry from shitting on women. Yeah. In a, even if you don't realize it, just because women are just societally like perceived as more vulnerable and weaker, you know, in, in certain areas, you know, when you in, take all this backwards bullshit. And I think that I don't know, it just makes you feel maybe some women do it to other women just because it's like, I'm going to we're all down I'm gonna keep you down. bit. It's just it's like, yeah. oh, when it, when I've witnessed some chick fights in my day, yeah. ooh, not like verbal, not physical, uh, physical, too. Uh, but can't they're handle it. evil, like gnarly, like when some women argue. Oh, it's cutting of the soul. But also sometimes maybe it's like all that stuff that you've been told to hate about yourself. You're just projecting yeah, to other people. Totally. I agree. And it's I like, it's like oh, okay, well, as a woman, I've been told that I can't be better than a man, but I can be better than all these other dumb hoes around me. That yeah. kind of a thing. And then it's like surround yourself. Like all my girlfriends are like amazing women who I'm so proud to be associated with because they're kind, they're encouraging, they're they're wonderful. But, you know. but maybe it's just estrogen envy, you know, like um, I think. Uh, That's why I'm trying to make femasculate it a word like I think like girls are just mean to each other sometimes and jealous of each other sometimes the same way that boys yeah. are always like I want to know that my penis is it's the like biggest in the contest. room yeah but guys can punch each other in the face and then help each other up I feel like that rarely happens with girls yeah but like but that's what I think it's just like a genetic thing like girls are mean to other girls because they're like bitch I hate you you think You're it's in our enemy. actual like DNA I think so because well, it's the same like... thing like you'll see that men like suddenly when they meet like a group full of men like oh, I, I won't be talking this way I'll suddenly be like hey man what's up I'm Ishan so because it's like oh I have more testosterone than you and then you're like oh I've done that before as a woman yeah like hey what's up hey, like not bitchy but just Hi, like I'm Christina <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you I'm Heather yeah I totally hear you yeah so I think it's just like cause girls are like and it just happened, like claws come out it's a certain just type like, of girl what? most girls like cause most... all my girlfriends are kind women but does that make your dick hurt or what yeah come what on. do you mean do you like that I like I feel like a lot of guys like get off on chick fights I mean, okay. I mean, you're, a lot of your relationships are pretty fighty. Yeah, seems. mine are pretty fighty. So were they I, the kind I, of women who would get into a chick fight? Because I feel like that's a type of not a chick fight, yeah. but they definitely would be like really aware of uh, the competition in the room. And yeah. I think, but that's, that's all women. Thing. It's not a competition unless you're literally in a competition but like Corinne, Miss America or Miss no, Universe. No. You're not in a fucking no, but like, or I'm if you're like in a race. No, but I'm sure that both <laughs> of you, because you both are very attractive women, <laughs> when you are on the subway and you see another woman, you're sizing oh, her up. No, I 
No, okay. I'm going. I'm telling oh you my right God, now. I want to lick that boob. When I see a beautiful woman down the street, I am in awe of her. I think she's stunning. I I love beautiful women. I love gawking at them. I yeah. love I love it. But I will say, with my boyfriend's uh, ex girlfriend who was a porn star, in my head it was she's hotter than me. I'll fucking like that. Yeah. Or if my boyfriend is hanging out with a girl and he's had this happen of this girl who's a like a gothy model and she's in my head and this is embarrassing to admit, but I'm like she's hotter than me. I don't like that. I don't like it. like I didn't want. Want him to hang out with her. I'm like, Christina, shut the fuck up. But now I have that. I'm more of a logical person, and I yeah. go, don't know. Let he should hang out with her more. Like it's bullshit that you think that. Yeah, because then she then she has more chances to disappoint him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's Corinne in my brain. Corinne leads in my Corinne brain. logic. But it's like I stop myself before getting to the point where right. I'm like, you can't hang out with her because I would never say that. That's fucking horrible. I'm yeah. not your yeah. fucking master. No, you do whatever you want. In my experience, though, men aren't usually attracted to like that. The same like I think women and men have a different sense of like what like women are. Very very into like this aesthetic beauty, but a lot of times, guys, the person who they think is the hottest is someone who I would never pick as being the so hottest. So true. Yeah. Do you agree? What do you mean? Like I like with three ways. Like me and Stephen picking out a girl to have a three way with. Yeah. I want a fucking perfect looking chick. Yeah, I just do. They That's want some girl next door with sweaty tennis shoes. They want a and fucking like, who's that bitch? Yeah, a girl. I'm like, she really? ran out my eggs at the grocery store. She's not. I don't think she's hot at all. And then I'm like, kind of like, am I ugly? Yeah. Ugh, You're like, oh, it's all ego. I every day? Am I a sale at Target? So many questions. <laughs> How can we make this about me? <laughs> I know that's what it is. That is what it is. We're having a threesome, and how can I make it about? <laughs> I mean, it's what yeah. it's like to be a girl. Yeah, you just witnessed the inner monologue. But that's morning. what it is. Girls are like kind of like self-involved. No, men are self-involved too. I guess. I but guess. I feel like they're look self- at that buttons. You got your half your buttons with yeah. your chest hair. It's nice chest hair, but you're not going to tell me you're not a little bit self-involved. That you curated. Yeah. Uh, like the Guggenheim. Gels, the hairs. <laughs> I, I mean, it. that's a move. That's yeah. a that's a. I trimmed purposeful. it so it would all be like even. Trim yeah, your chest. That movie is called Extra Time with TSA. <laughs> <laughs> What's TSA? <laughs> the airport. The airport people. Which I know they do spend extra time with you. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They stopped me on immigration this time. <laughs> yeah. Dicks. Yeah, they stopped me because I was brown. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you smell like and curry, I look, and curry I look and like explosions. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going all the time. That's funny. Oh, this is oh, explosive fun jokes. Yeah, fun times. Good. Yeah, you, you good? You feel good? Where can we find you? Yeah, tell online. them about we your film. Promote, we want to promote. We're your wrapping work. this up. Like, yeah, we got to end. Like oh, your dick. Uh, what? 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 Where can we find me? You yeah. can find me. Social on, media. Your so, website. Don't, don't like give me your address. Yeah. Don't. Oh, uh, Facebook. Spell your name, etc. My name is Ishan Nair, which is I S H double A N N A I R, and you can find me in Mumbai, in India, on Instagram. <laughs> Go to go to Mumbai. Yeah, and uh, my uh, my film is called Kash. It's not it's not got a release date yet, but it should be out in April. And I hope you guys will watch it. It's about Ka- love and Kash? it's about Kash. It's K A A S H. Oh, Kash. Okay, yeah, okay. Kash. And what does that mean? Uh, it means if only. Uh, of course it does. Yeah, and in, it's about love in uh, oh, and sure. open relationships and basically how Ooh. fucked up they are, uh-huh. and how and it does and it does like uh, cover some of the stuff that we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonderful movie. Yeah, she was raving about like, it. Like real, real, real good. Yeah, real what good. The thank you, thank you. So there is a woman in it who's struggling in India. There's to, a woman in it. Yay! She's trying to keep her relationship <laughs> with her boyfriend, but also become like a Bollywood actress, and so 
that's like sort of the dichotomy what it is for like an Indian woman today who wants to pursue something but also oh, have nice. a relationship. So I mean that's Where one of the Where can we see aspects. the movie if we're in America? Uh, is it well, playing here? I, I'm gonna like send it to a couple more festivals right now awesome. and then hopefully I have some meetings lined up and yeah. With yeah. So if anyone uh, wants a wonderful uh Indian film that has like really progressive viewpoints on Indian relationships and listens to the podcast. Hit uh, us up. Send us an email. Sorry about last night show at gmail.com. We'll yeah. hook you up. Absolutely. And it's produced by your aunt, who is? It's produced by my aunt, who's Mira Nair, and Irfan Khan, who's an actor who was in a movie called Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> now the Americans are on the edge of their seat. Now they're like, the oh my God. <laughs> is he one of the dinosaur voices? Um, wow. I love that. I love when people with accents do an American, like a white, yeah. like, oh, oh God. Oh, I can do many accents. <laughs> oh my God. You know. Why didn't you open with that? Well, you never asked me. Oh my God, do more. We'll do um, it. We'll do it later. Yeah, that's so, like Corinne is like. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> this is great, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh God. That concludes today's episode of Guys We Fucked. Oh, it's the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast, and this is the first episode of 2016. <gasps> happy New Year. Oh, happy new year, Happy guys. new year. Yeah. <laughs> Have so a great one. It's a good one for everybody. Bye. Bye. Living my life.